two. Welcome everybody to Plat Chat episode 165, the rare double header. Back to back, streets on. I almost swore immediately. Streets on lock. <laughs> I almost, I almost got way too crazy with it. Ooh. But we're shutting the things down. I, I keep setting myself in the worst. Things are being shut down, and uh, you know we're we're not we're not letting the other podcast breathe for even a second. I might we might do another one tomorrow. I might find the the Chinese Valor and experts do one tomorrow. We might do an OCE podcast the day after that. <laughs> I, I mean, we might do. I, what other regions are there? I don't know. We'll do all of them. I don't care. You have to go we're, through we're, every single challengers. Everyone. Well. Uh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Every country. We're gonna. Yeah, we're doing. I mean, this is this is going daily at this point. Like we're 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 not <laughs> easing up. We're trying to make more ad revenue. Um, listen, I promised it yesterday. Now I said at the end of yesterday's episode. Now this might be a little bit over the top, but I did say at the end of yesterday's episode that APAC fans would, in fact, bust a nut when they saw this, this lineup. Now, was that an exaggeration? I don't think so. Uh, are we overcompensating I, or undercompensating? I don't think so. But I, so I'll take what I can get, to be honest. <laughs> and so, listen, I... I like to think that hopefully a lot of people had a good morning seeing this locked up, but it's like, uh, I hope they had a pleasurable morning when they saw this in their recommended tab waiting to go live. Clearly they so, did. <laughs> so, you know, uh, listen, we're going to talk... Uh, Gonna talk a lot about APAC. If you guys didn't, mm. if you guys didn't <laughs> you notice got, that, no, really. No. <laughs> the I know we're gonna do EMA part here. two. Like, yeah, Let's, we could do. If you want, we could do four no. hours on the NA bracket and just ignore <laughs> APAC entirely. <laughs> we, I mean, that's an option. Down. That's like every other episode that I'm on. So. Uh, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Want to do? Uh, I mean, listen, we could even do one hour just on uh, Hundred Thieves if they can get out of that group. Well, actually, I think that would require twenty seconds of discussion. That's not actually. That <laughs> isn't actually a deep dive. Is it? It's a surface dive. Yeah. Uh, Christ. So, uh, what's uh, what's going on? What's going on, fellas? How's how's this off season treating you? How's life treating you? It's miserable. Yeah. I hate not working and I hate the off season because oh. <laughs> I just, I sit in my house, I ruin my sleep schedule and I basically do nothing until work happens again. So I've been ready for the season to kick off. Once you know, again. you uh, you do have agency over your own sleep schedule. It doesn't have to revolve around work. It it's not. just something that <laughs> slips don't, away. Don't, don't, don't pretend if I, like if I don't have agency. work, if I don't have work to, to help regulate it it uh. will just inevitably just it just it, it's on a, a slight little tilt and then it will just go out into oblivion <laughs> and i'll just be completely screwed <laughs> the degeneracy so, sets in no it's it's yeah. i'm the same i can't yeah i can't say i'm any better i mean i also i got i got clinton absolutely sucked into season of discovery so yeah i'm completely uh, just lost like okay. I've never been like this I, before. Also, I had pneumonia a few weeks ago, which was super cool. So I'm doing pneumonia. great. Oh, you guys just had a brilliant oh, off yeah. season. Well, I yeah. mean, I went on my honeymoon and I got married, so my yeah. season's been pretty good. Oh no! Now he gets you the, the weekly award. Dude, you did everything. Oh, yeah, God. I was gonna say that's like I didn't. I didn't. If, if I saw that. If I still went on the internet, I would have seen that you got married, and then I would have given there you the you weekly go. award, but I didn't see. It. And I wasn't going to give one today because, like, I, I saw it in the, I, you know, it's in the run of show, but it's like, 
I can't give the I can't do it twice a week, but I guess I'm just gonna give it right now. You win the weekly award. <laughs> yes. you got All married. right, 2024 so, off to a good start. We're, we're, we're really shifting. It's a new experimental thing where we open the show with the weekly award <laughs> instead of closing it. Congratulations. Testing phase here. Uh, All right, uh, let's really uh, dig into some of the thrilling topics that we have on today's menu. The first little appetizer, the skin review, which I, I, I set moments before the show demanded feverishly that we that we that we, that we discuss I, the new skins so I here we are i quietly said should we review these i've never seen them in my life because i haven't played valorant recently so i didn't know that these are already in the shop wait yeah so are they or are, like what's going is this a rehab like is it just returning because i swear i've seen that hammer. i don't think we've ever had is that. it it looks like the reaver skins <laughs> like like those purple ones that well you're like, you're clearly above us because you already know the names of other skins and i have no like, idea there's what only talking. a few sets i know be, be like but that's one of them because i i, I really like that color but i i don't they kind of look very similar to me with like the sharp edges and the gray like uh like linings and stuff i don't know they I, definitely yeah. look similar to something but uh, they they are they are new and they are in the store and I won't be buying them. Seth, what are you doing? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I saw it and I was just like, I don't know, should we review it? I think that they kind of look not great. It reminds me a lot of like, this is a wild deep cut, but like, it reminds me of like Blackrock Foundry from Warlords of Draenor, like that aesthetic. And I just don't think it, like the, the, the hammer Nerd. looks cool, but I think this that the gun so skins look like ass. This guy's a geek, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go shove him in the locker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look at it. Like, it's the same aesthetic. I it mean, does it look. Is, yeah, it is that. It, it Fun definitely fact, is I do that. that to Achilleos after every broadcast to make sure to shove him in a locker on the way out. Just, 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 <laughs> steal his lunch. I'm like a foot taller. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's has five minutes passed yet? Can I curse? Because I almost let one loose. <laughs> Dude, how tall? Wait, paper thin. How tall are you? Are you like four like eleven? No, I'm like oh. five seven. He's oh. like five inches well, taller. Yeah, Seth is also very tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's all. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's do what we do here with the skin review. We're gonna go around in the little circle, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna tell me if you're gonna buy these paper thin. No. All right. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. And uh, that's out of here. Be, nope. And uh, Seth. And a nope for me. This is all right. And all right. Well, this one's not a even flop. On his, not even on his own topic. All right. Why? Let's let's move on. Why have we've, we let's, Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> we've really just got the most hotly content. Like this, we have the most contentious blockbuster topics right at the top of the show, from the skin review to. Will Detonation get their first ever VCT win? <laughs> we are just hitting all of the major points here. They've I'm done in pain. <laughs> something of a restructuring here. The the Detonation squad. I, that's uh, putting it lightly. Yeah. 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 They. Right. It's they different. Just, they changed. They, they kept two people. <laughs> yeah. They did a whole lot of stuff. Uh, is this stuff? going to allow them to get their first win <laughs> is really 
the pressing question. Or will we have the back-to-back -back winless right. team? I want to go last. I want to go last. Oh, <laughs> you, okay. Because I was okay. about to say, who's going to take on the wrath of Japan? No, no, no. no. I want to go last. I mean, it's like... It's... You could, it's okay. There's a there's a happy balance and that could be struck here. You just you can go in on DFM, but then you just have to praise the ever loving hell out of Zeta. Oh, and okay. then you avoid oh, the okay. Oh, okay. So you you end up being a a national neutral party. <laughs> I I, I can do that. I mean, here's the thing: is that when they when they first announced the whole like I don't even know what it is the the crazy raccoon like I don't know if we're calling it a partnership or whatever it is. Um, like that news was kind of cool, right? And I was like, okay, this is exciting. They're really committing to building a roster that they can market. And that all sounded great uh, until we saw them in action. And yes, you know, it's it's kind of a show match, the right one invitational. But I don't even know. Did they even get like 13 rounds that event? Because I... It wasn't great. They it got, wasn't good. It they wasn't... kind of got destroyed. And... Yeah. I mean, by everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, so they did not even get 13 rounds. There's a total of 10 rounds. What was that? Three, three, three matches? Three so, best of ones? Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. not even putting this lightly. I mean, they got farmed by Depp as well, right? And that was probably their best chance uh, at that event. So so that's one thing. Uh, but on top of that, it's just like you look at the roster and individually, sure, like each of them have something to their name. Obviously, Neth, a huge... Uh, you know, reputation in Japan, like, suggests, I mean, we've seen him time and time again in overall Pacific. Uh, I think, you know, JoJo has a place as an IGL here and there, but he's not exactly, like... But is he even playing? I, well, That's yeah, I mean, look at their roster. They have seven people. We we love this here at Plat Chat. We love the seven-man <laughs> rosters because they work so well. Why do they keep doing Why? Why? Well, what is the obsession? But, but why? Okay, you're not but even it's... ready because this is not the only team. With oh, I know, players. but I, I, what is the obsession? Why? I can't my, explain my that. My big thing is, why? <laughs> it never works. <laughs> It never no works. one has an answer to that question. No, we don't. No. There's, there's no answer. It's it's seven players that are listed, but they also have Anthem, who was probably their most consistent yes. and high impact player from last season, listed as an as active. active. So like the guy who did the right. best overall. Well, I would say, wake his ass up. Playing. Make him active. <laughs> Why not give him? Just get someone. Like it's, I don't listen. I. It's fine because I love Zeta Division and I want to make that very clear. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I want to make yeah, yeah, yeah. that so clear to all the listeners from everywhere, anywhere really, but especially Japan, that yeah. I love Zeta Division. So, you know, it's just. Uh, but, uh, Paperfin, give me your I, scathing takes on this. Okay, team. okay. So, I have a lot of, like, I've asked a, a, around a lot about this team and, um, Basically, no what I've come to the conclusion is that I have no idea who's going to be playing, like what their five man will be on day one. Literally, no idea. Just they could they could run anything, and it it could be possible. They're like they're, from what I've heard, that's all shuffling around. Nobody knows. I like the pieces on this team. I like Neth. I like May a lot. May, outside of maybe Depp and Laz, probably the most mechanically skilled player in Japan. Uh, he's a very talented duelist. But I have no idea what they're doing. And then they bring in this coach, which is it's so funny because he's like so hard to figure out information on. I I uh, contacted my number one resource. Uh, shout out to Buddha from DRX because he just feeds me information. But so X-Ray used to play for Buddha's CS team way back in like 2004. Uh, so, he was a so, 1.6 player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like a CS player uh, who doesn't have 
as far as anybody could tell, any Valorant in experience. So that's like, mm, okay, we'll see how this goes. Uh, look, I, I, their pieces are there, but I'm not, like, I've changed my opinion on this. Initially, I was kind of excited, but now I'm like, from what I've been hearing, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous about this team, that they might just once again go completely winless. I think, yeah, I was going to say, like, I think we need to answer the, the question at the bottom of the screen. Like, yeah, I was do we actually that think that they can get their win? Because the start of the year is not fucking easy for them. I mean, good <laughs> God. I mean, they're they're opening matches. DRX. <laughs> they're in this, like, the and... worst possible group that they could end up in. Like, this is just... Wait, I forget who else is in their group. Talent it's going to be Secret. misery. They've got oh, Secret yeah. and then... I mean... And then Talon it's a race is for another the team that's like, <laughs> yeah, it's another team that's looking fairly rough, but like, I don't fucking know, man. This, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to get one. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to go in know. and say they're not. <clears throat> I just, you guys are trying to give them this benefit of the doubt. I, I think the only, like, and I, and I hate to put it this way, and, you know, when, when we're like casting and stuff, obviously we're trying to look at silver linings and, and talk about the positives or whatever, but at the end of the day, it is a battle of who is going to fail harder for last place of Pacific. Okay. Like, like I'm just going to say it straight up. Like there's just no way out of it. And currently just because of the reputation so far, DFM is winning the race. So they're, they're uh, miles ahead of everybody else. I mean, you know, they're, I mean, we'll get to some of the other teams. Some of the other teams are trying to catch up. They're doing their darndest to try to catch up to DFM in that race. But it's, and here's the thing, like Paper then said, it's not really anything against like any individual player. It's just, I mean, none of it just makes sense. And then the coaching staff as well. So, I mean, if they get a win, I'd love to see that. I think it would be a miracle, but maybe, I don't Maybe I they know. could be Talon. I don't know. No. I mean, like, that's the only team that maybe I could see. Them dude, I watched, watched uh, well, them, like, beat Talon. It's their first win. And, yeah. But it's like a record-breaking, like, overtime game because oh, both God. teams continue no. to just fumble yeah, the ball no. every single time. I they mean, get they ahead. also just added another player. So, like, that's that's probably the only other team that I would consider that. But, right. yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I'm going to go maybe. with a uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be my. I'm locking it in. Much like we maybe to... if every other team <laughs> just gets the Istanbul shitting disease simultaneously. Oh man, <laughs> Jesus. Kurt, can you use the uh, the skin the skin review like X and check mark for this <laughs> as well? Is, do, do you yeah, have the technology that. for that? Yeah, All sure. right, so, so I put I'm going no win. So give me yeah, there we go. All right, Chobra, what are, what are you going with a win no or wins. no wins? No, no wins. wins. I'm not. All right, <laughs> All right. Seth. Sorry, DFM. No wins. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no this is oh, all right and the pressure is on it, it just it doesn't feel like because one of the only other things that really comes to mind with this situation to cut off paper thins <laughs> joining no, it on this fine. Go ahead. like one of the only other things that i can really think of is like shanghai dragons in the overwatch league but going into uh. season two it was just like nah it's it felt like it was so inevitable that they were going to be able to get that win i don't have that same feeling right now with dfm i think it's very possible if not likely that they don't get any wins all right, the suspense. I'm, I'm, I think they'll get one. I think they'll no, get one somewhere. Don't even know. I, 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 I don't know. I really like a couple of these players a lot. So this is like pure, like, I've watched some of these guys for the last couple of years. Been big fans of them. 
it's pure nothing but pure copium. I mean, I, I'm just like I, I think there might get one in there. I, I maybe there'll be somebody I, randomly like I GD can't, or Talon yeah, or something. I can't wait for that one like weird game that they're gonna win and Clinch just gonna shove this screenshot in our face <laughs> on the analyst desk. He's gonna be like, I told you in January. That's right. <laughs> I need to take my wins where I can get them. Okay. Like, oh all man. Right. All right. Uh, let's keep it moving and oh hey it's their first opponent who are marginally better than them it's drx (laughs) (laughs) um drx have uh they made a couple changes for the first time in well not for the first time ever but you know a team that rarely has made changes in their long long tenure as a unit uh there was a lot of question marks in the offseason as to who they were actually going to be playing with because they were i forget the exact language they were using but you know Given flashback a little, they were giving him a test run, seeing what he was made of in the offseason tournaments, and they've been doing all sorts of weird in and out playtime stuff with Foxy Nine over the past year. That was uh, questionable at best. How they were utilizing their their subs and uh, little rotating cast of players, but they've settled with Foxy Nine and Flashback when the the dust settled on the offseason. So. Really going into this, it's just a matter of, uh, is this going to be an upgrade? Is it going to be an upgrade immediately? Is it going to be an upgrade that takes some time because they're newer to the the upper echelon uh, of the scene playing against these top teams in the top, you know, in the high stakes environment over and over and not in these offseason tournaments where they can be a little bit of, you know, silliness, experimentation. Uh, so what do you guys think? And Seth, of course, I will be... Throwing <laughs> this one to you to kick us off, yeah, on the uh, most positive note possible. Well, I mean, I, unless honestly, you're not positive, oh boy. I will, so when the changes happened, I think I was actually on the <clears throat> that episode when we talked about like RB and, and Zest getting released. Um, I think it's impossible to say that it's any kind of upgrade or even side grade, just given the amount of synergy and how long they played uh, with that core. I think that. Flashback is a very promising player, and I'm not even like overly concerned about him coming into this roster. I think that aside from like his first ever outing, which I think was at the the Ten Invitational, mm-hmm. I think he had his first yeah. map and it was a little bit rough. And then immediately you started seeing like improved performances from him. So it was like he just really needed to kind of get over his jitters, and then he started becoming like a a, a very solid performer for the team in the tournaments of installment. I'm less concerned for him as I am for Foxy Nine, who's you know, just taking up a role that is almost completely inverse what he is used to playing. Um, he is just a jet guy and has been for the longest time. And I feel like adjusting him over to playing Sentinel has been one of the, the rougher aspects of this. I'm still ha- very happy with Buzz. Like, I know Buzz is going to do well. We know Mako is going to do well. But personally, in the offseason, I was, uh, I you know, RBNs just weren't the ones that I was expecting to go. I kind of thought that maybe we would see a different IGL. Um, but if stacks can get back to kind of like 2022 stacks and they can go back to innovating, which is not something that we've seen from DRX in a while, then I think that they're, I think they're still going to be like a really good team and around the top. Like, I think that they're pretty comfortably going to be in like the top three, top four, maybe at the lowest. But I don't know how this is going to look from day one. Okay. All right. I, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. Stunned? I expected... He's not, this is like the, the I mean, captain I, of DRX, I, like the I DRX mean, Homer. Like, is it I, just... I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen DRX do 
I, I feel like I've seen them in way worse positions that just drew out far more delusion from Sen. And, and so I'm a little bit stunned. Paper thin, okay. take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I kind of agree with Seth in a lot of ways that I don't think this will be quite as good. Like, it, it should be still probably pretty decent. Um, I mean, the, the structure and the like the foundations of DRX have proven to be at least good enough to get them over the line against most teams of the Pacific region uh, throughout their entire history. They're pretty good at adapting players typically to different roles. Um, you know, obviously it hurts to lose a player like RB, who's super, super versatile. One of the most versatile players in the world in terms of his agent pool. Zest with, in my opinion, some of the best like utility timings in the Pacific for sure, uh, but also globally. So those really hurt. So when I looked at flashback, like one of my biggest problems with him in the offseason was that a lot of his timings, especially on Viper, were pretty late. Uh, he missed a lot of like snake bites that just didn't come at the right times or the walls weren't always there when they needed to be things like that. I think that could be ironed out. I think that could be worked out. I think if Termi's good at anything, I, I'm not one of the anti-Termi that I see a lot on the uh, the old internets these days. But I, I think like if he can do anything, he can take players and get them really like functioning in a system, get their timings down, kind of get the proper. The real question is going to be, again, like with Stack still as IGL, is there going to be the adaptations? Is there going to be that creativity, that uh, looseness that DRX seemingly needs uh, to be able to start getting deep into seasons? Because it feels like once teams have them read, then they are shut out. Like once the good teams, like a Fnatic or something like that, kind of downloads their playbook uh, from watching their VODs and stuff, it doesn't seem like DRX has been deep enough or creative enough to really get themselves over the line through an entire season. So that's that's more my bigger concern. I think Foxy9 probably will be okay, whether he's on the KJ or the uh, the KO or whatever. Um, I think that's probably better for him because the problem with him on Jet was he was getting really overextended. He was doing a lot of stuff that wasn't really team-oriented. And so maybe now that'll change. We'll see. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't know, I feel like I'm just here to doom and gloom my own region this whole podcast. Uh, so, so I, I think um, I think long term, and I, I mean like more than a year. Uh, I think it's gonna have more potential, right? Just because obviously now you have guys that are more green that are mechanically gifted. So hopefully they can continue to adapt, like as Valorant patches come out and things like that. So they'll be in the Valorant cycle rather than the old CS cycle, right? So they won't have to break out of that shell. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's, you know, I think it's okay to say there's probably higher potential over time, but uh, first of all, as much as I love Foxy nine and he's mechanically great, uh, on the jet and, um, I would love to see him do well. I just, from what we saw in the off season, I don't have faith that he's going to pick up a new role fast enough at the highest level. Right, I think it's going to be serviceable, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be great. And then, obviously, they're clearly still working on the whole comms thing, which I'm glad they are, but I, that's not something that changes over time. Uh, flashback, I mean, I you know, if if they're going to continue to play the Viper, then maybe, um, and then you know, probably the Killjoy as well. I, I think there's there's a place for him if he if he's going to kind of bounce back and forth there. Obviously, with the new patch as well, who knows how the roles are going to shake up if they're even going to be playing. Viper still with the sky changes and things like that. So I, I think the roles are in question as well. I think Buzz should be playing Duelist, right? Yes, and they yeah. should have Foxy9 learn something new. I think that's their best way. But I don't think that's the highest ceiling they have. So quite frankly, I mean, I would actually... 
this sounds weird to say, but I would like to not see them be top three. And not because I want to see them fail, but because if if they get to top three, I think it's because they're recycling the same playbook that they have for the past three years. I think that's the only way they like confidently get top three this year. I think if they're actually breaking things down and building this team up with the new roster, I don't think they're going to get top three that easily. Um, and I think that would be good for them in the long run, but I don't know if they're willing to make that long-term investment. Well, I think they'll be fine mm. because they're in a group with some. Okay, so can we just talk well. about that? Like, how are they? How are they getting away with this? They are just getting away with highway <laughs> robbery in the VCT. Okay, they are just buying their way into Madrid, possibly by. I, I don't even know how. I don't even know how this works well, out. Like this is mm, okay. So, well, they're gonna get out of. Okay, they're gonna get out of. The, surely, they're gonna get yes, out of group B. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. then I think so. they'll be in the sure. playoffs and supposedly, well, it depends on who wins the other thing. I mean, they might <laughs> they not. They got to play the winner of Group C. They got to play the winner of Group C, and that's Paper X Gen G R Q. Right. That's where, oh, that's true. Okay. Okay. So that's no, there's no double limb. And okay. That's where, that's where, where kinda, the buck stops. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, unless the also the oh my god, we went over this <laughs> yesterday, and I still I I, uh, I don't want to do this again. But here we go. Unless they go through play unless, Yeah. Unless the play-in winner is in Group A, then the semifinals get oh. shuffled. Right. Uh, because they can't be from the same group, so then they might play against a different. So it's possible to play against oh a, a solid team in the playoffs, and if they just lose once, and you know when listen, we're in, we're gonna, I'm gonna take us back to the new players in a high stakes situation narrative, and you know that might be uh, where they have a little bit of a little bit I of just, struggles because I, I feel like that's where we saw Foxy Nine struggle before. But true, on, true and. Based on what you just said, I am going to lose my entire crap on broadcast if somehow the plan winner is from Group A and they shuffle the bracket and DRX gets to meet the plan winner from Group A. And if that's how they get to Madrid, I will just lose my marbles <laughs> on cast. That would be ridiculous. I am looking forward to that group draw yeah, because I, it's, yeah, me too. it's oh almost down. It's it's a hundred percent going to happen. There's no <laughs> way it doesn't oh happen. Sneak team secret there, baby. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Christ. I didn't even consider that possibility. Wow. I um, man, I don't. I, I I'm with everything you guys are saying. There's something. I don't know why I have a, the the a little bit of faith because I feel like I shouldn't have that much faith. Seth got you, man. Do. It's just I I appreciate. I, I think I might be appreciating the fact that DRX actually did something of somewhat significance True. in a proactive yeah. way, and I might be valuing that more than valuing what the thing like being happier they did a thing and not really acknowledging what the thing they did was that much if that makes sense because yeah i i like that they find like they had to switch things up like you know you could say i oh you know one uh position you could take that i i i see is you know why would they change things they're a perennial top top six team right at all all the international events but yeah we're not they're not competing to get fucking 50 grand in sixth place. They want to win. Like They're trying to win the tournament. So you have to make a change at some point when you've hit a brick wall, no matter where that wall lies. So I'm all, I'm all for that. But I, 
I think the 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 point of significance for me is going to be how good will Foxy Nine be? Because I was really struggling to see what the hype was about last season, specifically when it started coming to the big games. The yeah, when it came <laughs> to the big games against the big opponents. I was struggling to see what all the hype was about. He looked like a fish out of water in those games. And I know some, you know, one perspective on that was, okay, well, DRX weren't playing their best. They weren't setting him up in, in the, the optimal way, et cetera. Sure, maybe to some extent. But then when we saw Buzz playing duels at times, he was doing fantastic. I, I just don't think Foxy was ready to be thrust into those positions when he did have set up, when he was the guy uh, hitting the sights, it just there were so many moments where it was like it, you could tell he he didn't know where to be, he didn't know where to to look. He he was struggling in those moments against the, the higher level teams in in APAC, and so I'm I'm struggling with that part. I I like what I saw from Flashback in the off season, and also given how new he is to this level, I certainly you know some some leeway and some time can be given. But for me, there's a lot on the shoulders of Foxy Nine, which also probably, or well, I hope he's not feeling as a player and isn't feeling discouraged after last season, uh, because that would also be to his detriment. But I, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm landing somewhere in, in the middle here. It's I'm glad they made moves, but eh, they're the right ones. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle at the end of this long-winded ass rant. I will also say um, one thing I am happy about along with what you just said about simply just making changes at all, is they are one of the very few teams that are actually making use of, like, their academy system, <clears throat> their prospect system, right? So they're upgrading Flashback, and then later we'll talk about it, but Zeta's the other one where they had an active academy roster, and they're upgrading them into their, you know, main team. So that, I think, is good, and, and hopefully it works out in the long run, and hopefully Flashback can be the start of that. Yeah, for sure. That is... Uh... Definitely not something we've seen a lot of in the, uh, in the scene. All right, let's keep it moving. Generation Gamers. They have assembled their roster. <laughs> is that what it stands for? Or am I just making shit up? Generation <laughs> uh, uh, Gaming? It Maybe? is something like that. Yeah. Something anyway. It used to be. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Gen G assembled their, uh, their, their roster, their staff. They've put them together. Things have finally happened with Gen G. Are we excited about those things? Is the question. Uh, Elma Putty is obviously gone. Is uh, is now residing in Europe, and they've brought in uh, Solo HSK, and then Munchkin is in. Locky is in. Caron is in, who I'm not familiar with, so I'm going to need the deep dive. And Texture is in, who was pretty it's sick not last much season. Of a deep dive for Karen, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, surface dive. What's going on? How dare yeah. you? <laughs> All of us have talked to various people, and and I've asked, like, I've even asked some of the agencies, player agencies in Korea, about Karen. And literally every time I ask, everything I get back is simply what you know is what everyone knows, right? Uh, even the team. team no, no, no. Yeah. Even the, <laughs> speaking of no's, like, uh, even the team, all they really know is, you know, they, they were, I, I believe so. I've heard through the grapevine that HSK like found him, kind of like saw him in a competitive, like ranked game. And he was like, oh, we should have him try out. And then he tried out, and his tryouts were great. And 
apparently it worked out uh the other tidbit is is he already did finish his mandatory military service so that is actually huge, huge. news because now he's in it for the long run right he doesn't ever have to give up his career so that's big uh but i mean at convergence quite frankly i would say uh the the tournament that was in india i would say uh Karen was the one who probably proved himself the most out of yeah. this roster uh, at that tournament i think he established that okay it wasn't a fluke his tryouts clearly were good there's reason for all of us to believe that even if it wasn't too many matches um it was kind of similar to flashback right he had a kind of quiet mid like first map and then yeah. he started playing really well he had some clutch moments so i think he fits right in i don't think karen's a question mark and i don't think anyone individually is a question mark on this team um but it's really going to be what's what's the philosophy behind the team and it used to just be hsk so all everyone was like well zero win coach from last year on dfm like what's he gonna do um I, in korea a lot of players seem to still have faith in this guy just given his reputation back in cs as, as a kind of an older figure uh, but clearly the team did not have enough faith because they brought in solo like two days ago and Solo hasn't exactly had a shining coaching career since IGLing at Masters Reykjavik in 2021 either. So, I mean, I hope for Solo's sake they do well, but I, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be the last draw for a lot of them, quite frankly. Yeah. I really like this team on paper. Like, it's very, like, tons of firepower. Um, I think Texture's, like, one of the most balanced duelists in all of our region. He can do everything very, very well at a high level. Um, again, like to reiterate what Will's saying, like Caron looked really, really good. He plays the Omen really aggressively, kind of that new modern style of Omen. You're TPing all over the place, really, you know, really in the, the phases of teams or trying to, you know, set them off balance with like, kind of off angles and stuff like that. Uh, Lakia, everybody knows him, right? He's literally got a play named after him. That that's all you need. Like that's that's like a history making moment with that player. So he's back here with Solo as his coach. Munchkin, very talented individually. Probably going to be IGLing this team, I think. Right, uh, which is going to be interesting. I think did he used to IGL Crazy Raccoon? So yeah, he used to yeah, IGL yeah. sometimes on Crazy Raccoon, okay. but at Convergence, we on the Korean cast, we were Lockia. fairly yeah confident that oh, it was Lakia, and we oh, were told okay. it was Lakia. However, it sounds like maybe it's a matter of like kind of side calling right but but I, at convergence gotcha. at the very least it seems like Lockyer was the one calling the place in the game oh okay 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 well that's interesting all right well that's probably encouraging munchkin's a little off the rails at times uh he's 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 very good but he kind of does stuff that makes you scratch your head a little bit because he's so talented individually that he kind of gets overconfident i think and starts kind of pushing pretty aggressively when he shouldn't and uh, he's had kind of that knock on him uh, behind the scenes that he, he kind of is a solo mission player sometimes, or he tries to go for the hero plays when he shouldn't. Um, so curious to see if they're going to be able to rein that in. Uh, I don't know, you know, with uh, with Meteor. This is Munchkin IGL. Why is he shooting his own teammates? I'm so confused. <laughs> I, whatever that is i can't wait to watch I don't know. it that's sure there you go i i mean I'm ex again i like this team on paper i don't know what to expect from them like overall i don't like solo as a coach very much his teams look really static and they look like they've got you know glue on their feet sometimes they're not moving around they're just kind of waiting holding angles like praying things will go their way i don't know man i i i i i 
I, this team should do really well, but then that was Genji last year too, right? <laughs> like literally start out the year four and zero, and I'm like, yes, I was yeah. I was so behind it, and then they just nose dive into the ground, and I I mean, I'm worried that something similar is going to happen again this year. I uh, I like the narrative that you gave us at the beginning there, Cobra. The like the uh. And now I am forgetting the narrative, but the narrative <laughs> <laughs> clearly but I left a lasting impact. I, it was such a I good really narrative. Like that thing that, that you said. I know I, <laughs> what that they're all on their last draw. Yes, that yeah, thing? That, oh, it's God. like no, no. I do think because I didn't really think about it that way, but I think that's very true. That this is kind of the last ride for this. Like, it's it's the it's the old guard of. Like the middle to upper card <laughs> of Korean players that were never the DRX tier, but were just a little bit below them, could make the international events, wouldn't do great, but they'd be there. And they're, they're still hanging around because Lord knows that, you know, well, they're still good enough to play, obviously, but there's new talent coming up and it's easy for orgs to just recycle these guys who are no names. Also, because at this point they're established in the, the ecosystem, they know people, get the tryouts, that sort of thing. But yeah, when you're looking at Munchkin, uh, I think Meteor too at this point. I, I think yeah. Texture is the guy who actually continues to prove himself. I think he was fantastic last year on Global. Yes. For me, I'm looking at Munchkin, who's been around forever, has been good, but hasn't had great success yet. Nothing of serious, like, you know, put it, putting his name in the history books. Meteor was a guy with a lot of potential that I think last year was just on a different planet compared to the rest of his team. I mean, it looked like they just weren't in the same, you know, voice chat. Like, they just weren't listening to each other. It was bizarre. And then Lakia, yeah. who was, you know, again, I mean, he was a, he's a guy in the history book because of what happened at Reykjavik, but that was his only thing. And since then, nothing. Like, the, these three guys, I think they're, you know, they're kind of one foot out the door. And that's not to say that they're going to be out the door, but I think this is a make or break season for them because at this point, there's a lot of talent coming up in the region. People are going to begin to replace these guys if they're not able to hang. And if this Gen G roster has just another eh, middling tier season, I would imagine that the management are going to be like, they're going to pull the trigger on trying to do something new. I mean, even at that, they bring in, like you are saying, they bring in Solo, who also... Yeah, Reykjavik fucking won back three or four years ago, whatever that was now. And since then, yeah. So yeah, I, I like that take on it. I think that that's very, very true regarding this roster. That's uh, that's that's my new narrative that I'm stealing from you. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all yours, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful for the team. Um, we... Because we ha we like just never have content not coming out for BCD Pacific. We've just been doing like our team introduction videos, and the Gen G one just came out I think earlier today or, or maybe yesterday. And one of the things that they did talk about it was with Meteor, and he was talking about how like the the situation with last season's team wasn't good. Like they didn't have a good environment. People weren't getting along. So I think that there's actually probably a lot of truth to what you kind of jokingly said about him not being in voice comms with the team. Like it felt like. <laughs> Because uh, he, he said, like, even when we had that 4-0 start at the beginning of the season, shit behind the scenes was still really bad. So I, I find it encouraging that they're, A, willing to, to talk about that, and then B, saying that, like, the, the current environment that they have with this core is a lot better. I mean, obviously, they're not going to say, like, 
yeah, we brought in a bunch of different players and it still sucks, but like, I, it, it feels like they are kind of trending in the right direction. Um, and I think that Meteor is like fully giving up on playing duelists just so that they can have texture come in is a good sign about like how still like it's still how hungry he is to to try and get the win so i actually think that there's a ton of potential for this genji team and if Karan continues to just improve and be this this cracked aim god and he gets even better timings and synergy with his teammates then he is going to be somebody that we're maybe having conversations about you know in the same vein as you know like formerly Magnet, but you know as well as mind freak and and uh you know mako and whatnot so he could actually prove himself to be one of the great controller players one last thing meteor with the outlaw the truth that's all i'm saying i think he's it's gonna be going lights to out be with that i think he's gonna be bloody. amazing <laughs> yeah there you that, go that's there you go. yeah all right i'll take it let's keep it going <laughs> the esports of the globe you can tell how excited we are about this. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> One <Well>. second. <laughs> wow. All right, let's go. Global esports. <laughs> Wait, the, the lower third Just... for this is also will they go winless? <laughs> well, so all right, is, well, get ready. We, we all, to, we all, said, we all <laughs> said that DFM wouldn't get a win other than Clinton. Right. So basically, I think me... Uh, so they have and, to get a win. Joe, we're saying like they they will get a win. Yes. Oh, we are now, aren't we? Yeah, I'm locked. Does that change your that. answer from the previous? No, question? no. I I mean I I don't know why this. I mean, I, yeah, no, it doesn't change my answer. They beat Yuria <laughs> in a game that didn't matter, so they'll get a win. I guess I, <laughs> that'll be that'll be that's the proof, I guess. I don't know. They, they'll, they'll be better. They'll be better than DFM. I can't tell you why, but they'll be better than DFM. All right. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be DFM. Um, but someone, uh, someone talk. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, so I got to, <laughs> I, don't even know. I don't know what to say about this team that we I haven't said. Or, I feel like, ever, I feel like we've talked about this team so much in this off season. I, I, I can't do it. Yeah, well, they, oh, Seth, they had I told all... Seth, sorry, he left. All right. Paper, then you talk. What, wait, what? Where what is he, he doing? <laughs> anyway, no, we'll go. Know. Will, you want to go? You, you. Pick sure, it up. sure. So he's back. Um, <laughs> I was just shutting my door. Okay, so I, I, I got to. Um, I did shots. get to cast their games at Convergence, and um, I'll, I'll say this: the whole get all the IGLs and side callers from all the different teams to get together. It did result in what I thought would result in, which is they're very aware of what's going on in their game, and they have good ideas on how to adapt. Now. The execution of it and the mechanics not quite at that level. However, they were, I mean, Vitality also was firing on all cylinders right up until the finals of that tournament. So I don't think it's really a shame that they're getting outgunned by Vitality. Um, and on that note, I mean, I think while most teams in the Pacific have made good upgrades, I think they could be good enough to, to get you know a couple wins here and there with the brains even if the mechanics aren't always there and then i mean all of them have had like clutch moments right all in their past teams also a lot of people told me when they picked up povey that you know people who followed the ema challenger scene were like povey's one of the next players man like he's gonna come up i was like i mean we've heard this before from so many different players he was pretty good i mean i don't think he's quite there yet but the potential is definitely there so if he has four brains to guide him around the map I think there's a good shot that um, they'll they'll get a couple wins. I don't think it's going to be enough to get like top three, 
Uh, but, you know, I think it'll be consistent at the very least. I think that I, I think that we'll see a slight improvement as far as standings concerned for global compared to last year. Like they were really close to being not near the bottom, uh, like you know some really close matches, but they couldn't quite clinch the, the wins. I think that they'll be able to rack up more wins uh, this season. The big question is, you know, how do they look with Ben Kai when he comes in because he wasn't True. at convergence, so we had, we have to see them you know playing with a with a stand in. So how does it look when they have the actual full five? But the, the best thing for me, for, for Global, is that they are not doing the DFM. They're moving away from what they did last year and that they're just keeping a very strict core of players. They're not trying to stack up a million fucking people on the sidelines. Um, I think that, like, Spin and Big Time, just having, like, spent a good amount of time with them and, and chatting with them, I think that both of them have really good uh, minds about the game. And the kind of takeover, I guess, or the, the change for Spin being the head coach was something that we saw happen. I th think it might have been in the LCQ. Yeah, I think it was already season. in motion. Yeah, yeah. That's when we started seeing him kind of as the stagecoach and, and whatnot. So that, that transition had already begun. And I think that this is, you know, I, I think that this is a team that, that could have some pretty surprising wins. Because Blaze King, especially, guys like cracked out of his goddamn mind. Yes. Um, I think that he could very easily put the team on the back of the rest of them are starting to underperform. He's really, really good. And I think that they have some solid veterans, uh, veterancy like on this roster. I don't think that they're going to have to worry too much about like, Ooh, you know, for someone stage where, you know, let's, let's get ready to go. Like the only player who has a little bit less experience is probably lightning fast, I guess. Cause we didn't see him too much, but even then, like he's played, you know, a bunch a back in, yeah, in he's India. played back in India and, and whatnot. So, um, I'm 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 a little bit optimistic about this team. I think we'll see the global kind of move up the standings a little bit. All right, huh. I'm gonna go with our word of the day. Will they mm. go winless? No, I don't think so. I think this is like a like a pretty good team, but it, the firepower concerns me. Like as was infamously pointed out on this broadcast, you got to shoot people in the head to win games sometimes. Like, and I don't know if. They can consistently do that enough. I mean, like Seth said, Blaze King, I love Blaze King. I've liked him for a really long time. Uh, he's been really, really strong domestically, and I'm really happy he's getting a chance to prove himself because he is cracked mechanically. If Polvi can pick it up, great. The, the mood seems really good. I really like Spin as the coach. I, he's one of my favorite guys to talk to behind the scenes. He's really, really willing to like sit down and like, uh, you know, really dig deep into what he's thinking and what the team is doing. And I really like what he talks about and the way he talks about it. Not just because we're both bald. All right. It's, he's not it's bald not anymore. Just that, oh, he's not. He's grown hair. He's no. abandoned you. He's, he's a traitor. All right. I'm out. We're done. <laughs> they're not winning any games. He doesn't no, give a shit anymore. It's over. It's over. It's done. Um, I think in lightning fast, I think is like one of the most consistent players in his region. I think like SK Rossi, even though his highs were very high, his lows were very, very low as we saw last year. So I think lightning fast to me, I always liked him even from the get go. When we casted him LCQ back in 2021 was like, I thought he was really consistent. I thought he was really smart. I thought he was really well placed with his timings on utility and things like that. He's got great firepower. So I think this could be a really decent team. I do. I think they're going to like be top four. I don't think so, but I think they'll be competing and they could, you know, maybe steal a game off of a DRX or something like that for sure. Wait, off a just... D wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait a second. Did you say off a DRX at the end? You just slid that yeah. one in there? Sure. Wait, what? Sure. <laughs> wait, I was I was with you and then I was like, yeah, yeah. No, this guy's 
Yeah, I think that side. I think that side swiped some all real of us. shit. I said and then I just got to like. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent chance. What the fuck? <laughs> there, it would be thievery. It wouldn't be I mean, legit. I mean, you know, like in terms of like the odds, like the percentage odds <laughs> wouldn't say that they're like the favorite to win that matchup. No doubt about it. But I give right. them, you know, a twenty percent, fifteen percent chance, maybe. I mean, they, they, almost, they almost beat them yeah. before, right? Yeah, so with that roster it's... last year, it, it was yeah, it was close. Do you think so, they're better than yeah. last year? Do you think they're better than last okay, year? I. I Oh, so okay. Well, oh, Chobra, it seemed like you were d d fucking dying to say something just then. <laughs> just uh, say well, it. I, no, because because people then just asked, do I think they're better than last year? I actually don't think so. Ooh. I mean, the the team last year was in turmoil, but they were also getting hard carried by Monyet, and you don't have Monyet anymore. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think that they're better on paper as last year but i think that they're well way more well set up to succeed sure. this year because they don't have the the just fucking musical chairs like oh who's gonna be rusty and oh it's gonna be lightning fast oh it's gonna be this guy like i think that they are in a better position to have success so even though i think that there is maybe less firepower on the team i think that it's probably more well structured so i think that they'll be able to still have good results overall the better results, I, I should say. I also, so this is going back a little bit to what both of you guys kind of touched on, but I, okay, so everyone keeps saying like Blaze King is, everyone keeps talking as if Blaze King's here to save Southeast Asian Valorant. And I just, I mean, I think he's decent, but I don't know where this is coming from. Like, why is he the one that we're looking at to be the like star of global esports? He's just been really impactful for a really long time in Indonesia. I mean, he dragged some of those was it boom right uh teams yeah, yeah. like to multiple almost beating you know paper x appearances like he was often their best player there so just in terms of like a guy who can compete with like the firepower of a team like paper x you know he's he's always been kind of that guy and wasn't he the didn't he have the ace no he did i okay, I mean okay. he definitely has clutch moments right if you wanted to make a highlight reel for blaze king you could definitely make one a pretty decent one out of all i i just feel like it's a lot of clutch moments and that's mm. I don't Could know. Be. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of players that have that, quite frankly, if you really want to dig deep. So I, I was just curious. I was just curious. that I'm not really on the hype train. I don't think he's bad, but I just don't think he's, like, super amazing. But I, I was just curious. I, <clears throat> I, I, I feel like my read on the team last year, and I was enjoying watching them, but always with an undertone of frustration because I don't think they ever realized their potential. I think Aaron was doing a great job with the team. But it's hard to be a great IGL with a great system when your roster is shifting, when there's there's chaos looming underneath, and the and you know your your footing is kind of unsure the whole time you're trying to structure this team out. Well, I think he did a great job with what was going on and what he had, and that roster without a doubt had way more firepower. But they were sloppier than I think the team this year will be. But I don't think the team this year has the ability to punch up like the team last year did. I could see this team being a, at a pretty consistent level, but they just, they're not going to be able to punch up. I mean, when they're playing against other teams that are regimented, but just have better players, they're just not going to be able to beat them. But against the teams that are, maybe have a marginally better firepower or even decently better firepower, but don't have a solid uh foundation solid teamwork in comparison to global i think that's where they can get some wins i think they'll get a few wins just based off that alone they're, they're going to be better structured than other teams that might have 
better firepower. Like if Talon end up being in a similar situation to they were last year, where they're they have some crack players, but like fucking God knows what they're doing. I mean, that's that's the kind of team. That's the kind of team, excuse me, the global <laughs> could beat. You know, um, mm. I think that's where they'll they'll get the edge up. But I, I think I feel like they're just gonna end in the exact same spot they were in last year. Personally, what were they in like eighth place? Seven? It was it was something like that. The, Eighth or I seventh? Think it was, seven? I think it was seventh, eighth. Or yeah, yeah, seventh, eighth. I think we, had, we had DFM yeah. Talon, and then it was them and Ark. I, I think they're just going to end up in basically the same spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would be that would still be better if they do because now there's eleven teams, so they're one further away from being in the bottom. So that's actually an improvement. <laughs> Even if it's not, Riot knows what they're doing with the Even system. Even if it's the man. same number, <laughs> if they get eighth place again, they're better than one of their teams. What is, like, what is really in that it's, can? Of that's a, that's a, oh my that's god! A, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. All right, let's keep it moving. RRQ, they've been chilling. <laughs> they've been straight up chilling. They did bring in uh, Jemkin. Who they're trying to, you know, that's like the the something to attempt. Yep. Bringing in a young Russian player into APAC to hopefully come and farm. That is Eat the mission. The New Jerseys. I wait. What's going on there? Those, Those are, are the New Jerseys. I love the New Those Jerseys. Are great. I actually like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. Sick. I'm a fan. Those look cool. All right. Uh, what are you guys feeling about this roster? For some reason, this is just. RRQ, I, I think there I, I think I got like a brain worm from their preseason last season where I could just <laughs> never convince myself to no, 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 let me no, no, let me let, let me get this point off. Let him, let him I got there's something about what they were doing in the preseason of last year that just put it into my head that I shouldn't really care about them that much. And for whatever reason I just I could never get into watching their games last oh, year. They, they were like the one team that I was like, that's eh, an RRQ game. Eh. And I just never really watched them. And then people are like, oh, they're really good. And I'm like, I mean, I don't really watch them. I don't know. <laughs> so, and I, so, I don't know why, but I just, this is, the, this is the one. I mean, I do know why. I just explained it. But this is the one team that I just, I, I just need someone to school me. Because I'm a, I'm a dumbass and I don't know what's going on with them. So someone, you know, I need an intellectual to guide me. Who will be that intellectual <laughs> yeah, no, well, force on the it's podcast? It's definitely not Seth. So okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, I mean, I think like th this is a team that my opinion of changed very quickly over the course of the year. Like I was kind of with you a little bit wide at the beginning of the year. Where I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like I didn't really think there was going to be that much firepower. I wasn't really feeling like there was a lot of coordination with them, but I think as the year went on, I got a lot more confident in them. I thought like really, really Ewok did a really good job of keeping them in it, like getting them better, getting them improved like week after week, time after time. Uh, I think it should be a pretty strong team. I mean, Jemkin, you know, the, the reign of performance on bind at Ascension aside is a really, really strong player. It's, you know, and a lot of people have a lot of respect for him. Is he going to be something 2.0? I don't know. Um, but he, he seems to have that potential. He's been destroying in Japan for years. Uh, and you know, he was really, really good for scars at Ascension. I think he's got a, he's got a real shot to kind of help them, uh, really have a lot more impact. Uh, I just, I, I I also just real quick want to say like I, the one thing I like about this team is like their their attitude is really good. Like I sat down in a dinner with them the other night and like everybody's just 
ready to go like literally like we got done with dinner and like all the players i'm like so what are you guys gonna do like it's like friday night in seoul or something and they're like we're gonna go grind ranked and i'm like all right have a good one like get out of here and go do that like they're they've got a good mindset so I think this team could be really good. And the other cool thing is we've got them in Gen G's group. And that's like, I think if there was a rivalry that was created last year, right? It's Gen G versus RRQ because of the, the way that things uh, shook out uh, with like the implications of them knocking each other out of various stages of the events. So I think that should be a really, really fun match with like a lot of emotions and intensity behind it. I like this team a lot. I think that, um, I mean, we like. I, I thought that they were going to be the ones to be able to take the LCQ last year. I think it was Bala as well uh, when we had gone over things. Like he <clears throat> very much was believing in, in them as well. The amount of growth that we saw from them last year, I think, was pretty staggering. The thing that gives me even more faith coming into this season, you know, six man roster aside, uh, is that now all of these players have had basically that season of calming in English, which was one of the things that they were really struggling with at the beginning of 2020, uh, 2023. Jesus Christ, my brain just almost started repeating 2020, over and over again. Uh, so now they now they have that, <laughs> that season behind them and they're used to calming in English. So I think that kind of just having that be out of the way, Jemkin comes in, he's been calming in English this, this whole last time, you know, like playing on, uh, on scarves and whatnot. Um, I think that I think that they're in a really good spot, and the firepower that that Jemkin brings to this team is going to be fucking incredible. I hope that he is that kind of like second something that's coming out of Japan that's joining this roster because he he absolutely has that potential. So I'm hoping that it's it's somebody who finds his groove on this big stage and he doesn't let the pressure kind of get the better of him. But uh, you know, given what we already saw from him in one of the highest pressure matches that you could be in, which is an Ascension Grand Final, seeing him rebound after having that zero and 14 Reina game and go on to just completely stomp the shit out of, um, you know, bleed basically like just solo, even though they couldn't win the game. I think it shows that like, he's got a really good head on his shoulders and he's got a, a great way of just kind of like dealing with, with high pressure situations. I don't think he's affected by like, anything he's very even keel he's very yeah, like level-headed I mean, when i talk to him yeah he got zero kills and then he still top frags the entire match right i mean i think that tells you everything you need to know about his mentality he's, yeah and he's always very uh, calm and collected um I, so i've i've always hyped up this team throughout last year while everyone alongside Wyatt was just not caring about them at all. Uh, I always thought that they were going to be a very good team. Unfortunately, yeah, they didn't reach that potential. But, um, I mean... They're close. Yeah, They're really I mean, close. I agree yeah, with... They were 13 I, HP off, right? I know, like, that literally. was the magic number. Yep. Like. Literally. It, it was heartbreaking, quite frankly. And, I, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything Clinton has said. said. I, I think the coaching direction is good. I think... Here, the biggest thing is, is I always felt, and this is not against any of the players that were on the roster last year, but I felt that um, they they had too many more things to work on in terms of bringing up some of the newer players like EJ right up to speed, getting them kind of trained into the system, things like that. And then having also just overall their entire roster kind of calmed down. And then also their comms. It did seem like once they started losing, they started kind of doing their own thing individually. And then Flips, you know, had to kind of be the one that reels everyone in. And we know now that... 
one person IGLing the entire match like doesn't really work out anymore in Valorant, right? Like you need to have people just constantly communicating, and that seemed to always uh, hold them back. And, and I really believe that that's true because Flips would always start to frag out when he was the last one alive, uh, but then other times he would be a bot in certain duels and just die. And so it's like, okay, you're clearly spending too much time trying to get through the comms on your own. Now they add Estrella, which, by the way, I think it would be fantastic if Estrella is able to sidecall his teammates to a victory against his old head coach and teammate Lakia and Solo, because that did not go well on D+. So that would be one heck of a storyline and a nice little punch back for Estrella to kind of get out of Korean Valorant jail. Uh, but then on top of that, I think... Here's Jemkin. Like, I know I was in the same boat. I was like, okay, Jemkin, probably the next something. RQ's trying to pull their something. It's not much, but if you, I, I just sent this to you, Kurtz. I don't know if you can pull it up, but if you take a look at the two times that I could find that Jemkin played against something in Japan, he does beat him out in duels head to head. Okay. This is such a All deep right. cut. Plus, so like, right, something is. Something is minus two to Jemkin in a two to one match. And then the other time they play a while back, Jemkin still beats him out plus one. Okay. I'm digging deep, but it's, it does mean he doesn't just reel over and what die when he meets this? something. Don't, don't think about the year. Don't yeah. think about <laughs> it's half of the patches ago. ago in Valorant history, but. Okay, all I'm seeing is clearly point eleven. Patch was what I know. I'm looking up patch four point eleven. What happened back then? Pretty sure that was like back before. Oh, I mean, it's it's not exactly a big patch. A very small patch. Yeah, we were traveling with horse and buggy. I mean, what? It was a state of okay, the game. I'm so curious. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's let's. All right. We'll all ditch right. the history stats, but but I do think they got every upgrade they needed. Right. Uh, EJ was good at times, but he wasn't consistent. Now they have someone that is calm and can frag and has consistently top frag on the teams he's been in. So that's good. And he's a really good opper. So that's good. <laughs> Seth just vanishes into Seth's oh done. That's like, <laughs> they, the, the, you're referring to a game when they decided to start nerfing Chamber. That's what just happened in, in the, during that time. They're like, oh, this Chamber might be overpowered. Let's make his trademark. Oh, that, that is a while ago, huh? <laughs> A little bit, but that's uh, uh, that's cool. But, no, that's listen. Okay. I can't. I know you're bringing that one out on the broadcast. I, I know what, you is going, what is going on? Uh, is this where they're <laughs> they are in trouble? Clearly, oh, that's boy. why they haven't played any off-season events. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, this yeah, this has to be something else. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for it. Got to actually meet uh the players today at their photo shoot, and they all said that they're feeling good, they're feeling confident. So met them at the photo yeah, shoot. Yeah. You guys, yeah. dude, paper thin. Yeah, I mean, I was I, out to I dinner, dinner with, with them. RRQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I was at the photo shoot. Yeah, Just, yeah. <laughs> Clinton, well, I, Clinton yeah. these guys have gone Hollywood. Kurt. They've what? gone Hollywood. It's crazy. Well, I, get, I, I, I don't like a lot of people, but I get along with a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> I only like somebody know, if they sit down and have dinner with him. No, that's. I like people that make fun of me, and you know that. So that's why I let you do I it. I like They're Coach Spin. We had dinner. I like RQ. We had dinner. <laughs> no. 
I I really like I uh, like Coach Spin because well I like can't like him was anymore because he was bald. Yeah. Now he, now he was done. he was Friendship bald by over. choice, unlike you. Yeah. Friendship. Right, over. I, I think I derailed you, Seth. What were you gonna say? I just had oh, to be no, a dumbass. Was... Okay. I was just taking a dig at Clinton, that's all. No, I, okay. I want to say real quick something about Estrella. Something I found really interesting about him coming over to the team when I was talking to him is that he said that he really likes, one thing he really likes about our RQ is he feels like he has a lot more like freedom on the team, like compared to the uh... Korean teams where things were like really, really structured and, um, you know, there was like one way to do things. There was like, a, you know, it had to be this way. And now in RQ, there's a lot more like flexibility and like kind of he's allowed to experiment a little bit more. So I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out for him. Um, he's not a player that like a lot of people are very familiar with. He's not somebody who's going to blow the doors off of you mechanically uh, a lot, uh, but he's been very consistent uh, in his teams. He's I a mean, very like decent performer. So I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. Even mechanically, I, I mean, he's, he's played. Yeah. He's also one of the players like RB that's played pretty much every role in Asian possible in pro play throughout his career in Korea. Um, and I, I think I mentioned this the last time I was on Planchet as well. But he he is also a player known to be a respectable IGL in Korea, right? Like all all the players and coaches in Korea said, well, I mean, do we need an IGL. Well, there is there there's Estrella, so it's just a matter of if you if you want to fit him into your system or not. So he's been doing it for a while. He has experience. So I think there is <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's not just the cam, but it's also like the notification. Dude, that's that's that some fucking shock. Chunk. Oh my god. What the hell? How do you find this stuff? What, Kurt, what is oh, wrong my... with you? I just you went to magician. his Twitch and that's uh... every one of his highlights is just that's that's his setup. That's what he's got going yeah. on. I didn't know. I, I, I love that, that his I love that his uh, Romanized name is just Gun. Gun. It's, yeah. It's just I'm part gun. <laughs> uh, he used to, he used to go by Gun Korea. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I think this team is going to be very good. I, I think they're they're going to consistently aim for top three. Mm. All right. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, can, I think they definitely have the potential for that. And their opening matches against Gen G. The rivalry continues. That's true. They cannot get away from each other. <laughs> no, they cannot. Moving on, will T1 be competing for the top three? Or have they gotten way too silly? Cobra, what do you think? <laughs> uh, so, you know, literally even until like last week, I would have said I think they're still going to be very strong for top three. Uh, throughout the offseason, my thought process started to become... I think they're going to consistently be top three in Pacific, and then I think they're still going to have a really hard time internationally. Uh, and, and the reason is uh, is because they're the way they seem to want to play the game, this very like team fight oriented, you know, utility chaining uh, system seems to work. I think it's going to work well in Pacific because it's going to throw people off. It's going to catch them off guard, right? It's not the whole like we go by a strap book. They don't seem to have a very set way of playing macro now that Carpe's the IGL. Uh, you know, all the util chaining and whatnot, and, and their reactions seem good. It's just, I mean, as we saw at AVL as well, once you find a team who does have just as if not better aim and also a lot of experience, that can only get you so far. I, I mean, it looked in the beginning like they were going to just steamroll Paper X on Sunset. And then after a 6-0, you know, 6-1, I guess, uh, another time and it's called by Alex and then suddenly paperworks is like, oh, we figured it out. They just throw their util every time they see one of us. And then all we have to do is wait 20 seconds and then they can't do anything about it, which is exactly what happened. So 
I think that's only going to get them so far. I mean, if they change that philosophy, maybe. Uh, but in, individually, I mean, it's it's looking like another very strong team, right? Excurit, I'm really good with the op, as a lot of people expected him to be coming over from CS as an opper. Uh, you know, Izu, I think is... I don't think he's as exciting as some people had hoped, but I think he's filling just that good enough role, right? That's stable and that's calm and that just kind of helps carry the team forward in moments. And then Rossi, I, I mean, clearly his energy and comms are very good for this team. Uh, I mean, whether it's during matches or whether it's during streams, things like that, he has, I think, kind of rejuvenated T1 as a brand almost. I mean, as they become more and more just the robotic monster that wants to take over esports, Rossi's trying to bring them back to Neverland and be a little bit more joyful. So I think I think it's looking good. I think it's looking good. However, the more I think about it, everyone else has firepower upgrades, and I'm like, I don't even know if they're gonna this is gonna get top three anymore in Pacific. Like top five for sure, but I, I, I think they're gonna teeter. I I think that I mean because you mentioned ABL. I mean that was like the kind of the first outing for the team and we were all wondering like what the hell does this look like and overall like i think it looked really strong yes they had a really hot start you know versus paper x and then things started to get away with them but now they've had even more time to develop because I mean, we have also have to remember like that was carpe first time igling just going into the tournament it's like you're gonna igl now zeta's gonna be on the bench the the cheerleader as he said and it still looked really good. Like, I think what we saw, the kind of like outline of their performance was really good. Now they just need to color in the lines. And I think that this could be a very, you know, a, a very good team that can contend for the top spots. So I, I think that, honestly, like, anything outside of top three for T1 is unexpected for me and probably a bit tragic for the, hmm. for the organization. Damn. Yeah. No, I'm... I agree with Seth. Uh, I, I I really think this team like has to be good because what they've been doing has been a little head scratching. I mean, I thought last year, if again, if if what they're saying publicly is true, that Carpe is going to be the IGL because I thought last year Zeta was maybe the best IGL in Pacific. I mean, like the way that he maneuvered T1 last year, I thought was really intelligent. He made a lot of really good reads, stuff like that. So to take him off of that, like this has to work or else I am very scared. Like what's going on back there? Because like this team to me looked really solid at AVL. I, I really now have a lot of confidence in this team. I think they're really well structured. I think they got a lot of the right pieces in the right spot. I think they've got a lot of firepower. I think Rossi's just been such a great influence for them. The confidence is through the roof on this team. Like they are super ready to go this year. So it's either going to be like one of those things where they're able to ride that high, or it is going to come crashing down to earth and the whole thing's just going to just fall apart. I, I I'm really curious to see how it goes. I, I personally think they're going to do very, very well this year. Um, I, I think X curates quite, quite good. And I think, you know, him and Saya put together is a very, very scary combo for any team to go up against. Uh, it's just a matter for me if, if like this move with Carpe over to IGL is, is it or not? Can it, can he actually like, you know, something he hasn't really done a lot, at least in Valorant. Um, is he going to be able to get them over the line and things like that? And, uh, I, I want him to. I, I know that both Achilles and I are like big time Carpe fans. You know, he's got crazy good aim at times. Uh, sometimes he does leave you scratching your head a bit with some of his decision making. But um, maybe now that's changed. Maybe he's got enough, you know, he's got enough experience as an esport player for sure uh, to adapt. So we'll see if they can make it happen. But I am really high on this team and I may regret it. We'll see. Huh. Interesting. You guys are convincing me to 
believe. <laughs> Izu <laughs> also has a ton of respect in Japan. <laughs> People oh, yeah. love Izu. He is like I, one of like the players that all the Japanese players talk about as like someone that they really respect. Yeah, it's just which you know. You I mean, you just don't respect him, Chobra? Is that no, what you're no, 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 no. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's calm down. Dang, no. dude, all dude. Oh, what's that? It's the sound of the trucks getting parked outside of Chobra's apartment complex. <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, so the the last couple times i was on plant chat i i was hyping up this team as well right i mean with with all the same points it's just the more i think about it i just don't think the the way they're playing is going to work out although now now that um paper then just kind of went in on the whole carpe i jailing is it going to work out or not the one way i do see it working out is if excurit which he does seem to be very vocal on the team from the cams we saw on abl if he continues to have a really strong presence and brings in some more very like traditional tack FPS knowledge and, and philosophy over from his CS days. I'm not that I think that's like the way to play Valorant, but just a nice mix. Then okay, then maybe I'll I'll find some more faith again. But I, I mean I think it's a definitely an upgrade from last year. I just I don't know. I'm trying to I'm starting to back up from my initial hype where I thought they were automatically going to be top three in Pacific this year. And now I'm like, I don't know. Suzanto magic. That's all you need. Just the Suzanto magic. That's it. I mean, that's it's good. It <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, good. They they have some crazy really genes, but I, I don't know. That's only yeah. one guy. I'm pretty sure. I, I remember Chobra last time you were on. I remember we were talking about T1 because I think it was the episode after we did the tier, the early tier list of all the themes. Yeah. And then you came on the next one. I remember at the time with T1, that was still when their roster was things were very in flux and it was frustrating to try to parse out what they were actually going to be doing. They um, saw on the roster. Yeah, yeah, and that's when they were like, oh, yeah, that whatever. They, they yeah, were they... tweeting about whatever was going on. So it didn't seem like, it seemed like it was going to end up being a let's sub people in and out again kind of team where things, why aren't we reaching the top level while we have seven players shuffling around? Um, but settling on an actual roster, having a plan, all that, I, I, I'm in the, in the, the passion being exuded by the panel here. You're, you're bringing me on board. Yes. I'm, I'm, you're, you're bringing me on board. Here T1 with hype. T1. That's right. Is Welcome. Anyone going to bring me on board for talent? That's the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Who's but they're doing do your favorite thing of bringing on all these duelists and just keep expanding the roster last minute. Of course. I love that. I love that. So are they, are they just going to finish in the same spot as last year too? Well, okay. So I don't know if any of the other guys have any idea of what's going on here, but like who is playing what with Surf on this team? And also, is Lenny just going to be on the bench again now that Surf's on no. the roster? No, no, no. <laughs> I have the juice on Lenny. He's the okay. IGL. I mean, yeah. I, well, that's what I heard too, but <laughs> I heard that before Surf was officially signed on to that's the true. roster. That's true. I mean, they have six people, and it, so it's one of it's either I mean, just for story's sake, Lenny gets benched, or it's Ban or Governor, right? And I, I mean, I don't know. Governor just came out here to Pacific to play, and then that would be kind of a crazy thing to do to just bench him two weeks before the league starts. I have no idea, and I also don't think Surf would want to sit on the bench, right? I mean, he's been benching for a year. So I don't think he's trying to sign on just to do that any longer. 
So I have no idea, first of all, what roles they're playing. Because clearly with Surf on board, it's another role swap from what we saw of... Uh, what did they play in? What, what is it called? Clash of Nations or whatever. Clash yeah. of Nations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I have zero feelings in regards <laughs> to Talon. Wow. Like, I just... I don't know what is happening. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, what their plan is. Well, I can't Seth. figure it out. And my day is made better by just not thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I mean, you're valid for that, kid. Are they going to get a win yeah. this season? <laughs> yes. Yes, they're going to. Yes. yes. Yes, 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 Probably. yes. Well, actually, well, yeah, because we they're all getting said a win. the FM won't they're know getting, that they're beating will the win. Yeah, they're beating I'm DFM. Lock it in. I, I want them to. I don't. I like the guys on this team a lot. Like in terms of like some of the things we saw last year, but like Ban consistently improved. You know, Jit Boys looked really good at times. Uh, Cruise cuts kind of up and down, but I don't know how much of that is just like the the whole like just them not deciding on a roster and trying just things that were so far out of left field you know, like the triple duelist on split and things like that. Like I'm worried that with surf now sliding in to the DMS here for Talon, like what, what are they going to do? Is this going to be more roster shuffling? Is this going to be ro more role shuffling? You know, I felt like when boy got there, it stabilized a bit, but now it's like, I, I suddenly have these alarm bells going off in my head. Like we, we are going to have the same problems as last year. We're going to try all these weird things. And I'm really worried that that's going to happen. I don't want it to, but I'm kind of with these rest of these guys. I, I don't have a lot of strong feelings because I don't know what to expect. I also, first of all, I'm really glad to see Surf back because I always thought he showed so much potential when he used to be with the, well, I guess we can't even say that Zersha. anymore because the core of the talent squad is now gone, but the old Zersha, um, I, I thought he was very promising. I think it was just very clear that he was raw and he was young, right? He would kind of overheat and things like that, but I thought his mechanics were very good and he had pop-off moments. So that's cool. Uh, it is all, It is a little late to try to bring in more Thai talent and regain some faith from the Thai crowd because they really lost a lot of that during the offseason. But on top of that, okay, so they bring in Frost uh, as the new head coach. Then you have Boy, right, who also comes from uh, NA. And then you have Ban and Governor. So it's like, okay, you're going in this direction, which, I mean, in terms of, like, Valorant history and Valorant theory, sure. I mean, it, it could be very good. I'm, I'm down with that. But I don't know if it's going to gel well with the players like Lenny and Surf and Jet Boys, right? I just feel like it, there's going to be such a clash in terms of how they view the game, how they think about, like, coaching and team chemistry. And I, I don't see it being worked out in a year, if ever, right? So that's where, I mean, this is obviously very intangibles and it's very like cultural stuff and whatnot, mixed rosters. But the, the, as far as I know, the personalities that I've come to know from these players and coaching staff and the styles they have, it's going to be very hard to make it mix. So all props to Frost and Boy if they make it happen, but it's going to need some magic. Yeah. The, one of the bigger concerns that I just have is again going back to just, calming in English and whatnot, that kind of thing for the first time, because from what I can recall, I could be wrong, but I really only remember like Cruz having super strong English on, on Talon last year. Patty Pens is pretty yes. good, but now he's out. So it's like, how, how is the, you know, how is the English for, for chip boys and whatnot? How is, is the in-game communication going to be going? How's the communication during just a tactical timeout? Like you've got a minute for Frost and, and, you know, or boy, whichever one's on stage to come in and, and talk. 
And if a lot of that has to be kind of like side translated or it takes a little bit longer to get the points across, then that is just wasting valuable time in that one minute that you have. So I, I have concerns about just how the, the inner workings of the team is going to go. Uh, I, I hope and I think with Frost and Boy at least there that we probably don't see them like growing in the same way that we kind of saw Talon throw last season <laughs> with like triple duelist on split and whatnot. Like I don't think any of that nonsensical yep. shit is going to come up again. It's a which captivating that's at least a positive, story arc. But I'm throwing just... to they're not throwing. <laughs> that'll that'll a step in the right direction. It, it, in my de book. It, it definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah, I I hope I I hope they you know I hope they do well. That's all I can say. <laughs> I I can't say I'm a fan of what they've done in the past. I can't say I'm a fan of what they've done recently. I can't say I'm a fan of letting Fox go. I can't say I'm a fan of signing 15 duelists to a five-man roster, but I, I hope will, they do we well. Saw, we just saw Global do this, and yeah, they did have some good it's, performances, but like... I mean, I, I, on, I, 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 I feel like we've already... team, Yeah, and, and teams have already... They, they, have, they have reaped the consequences of signing too many duelists far too many times in the past to continue making this foolish error. It was but last season. The band was promising duelists from North America was signed to T1 only to play Viper. A, a, a promising jet career gone to the uh, controller. And was he, did he end up being like, okay? Yeah, he was okay. But when he was playing duels in NA, he was really fucking good. So do I want a guy to be really fucking good or to be pretty good? I would prefer really fucking good. But that's just me. Choice. That's just me. I and you know, I, I I'm I'm glad you know they're getting signed and getting paid and all that, and uh, I wish them the best. You know what I mean? But I just can't get behind the constructing teams in this way. I just can't do it. I can't yeah. do it, Seth. I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's, I do it's think, frustrating. I do yeah. think overall, for anyone who who might be like curious about Pacific, but you're like, I don't even know what what's going on with talent. I honestly, I think this is just like a less emotionally invested gen g situation of like a lot of these guys this is kind of going to be their last chance to do something in tier one right they've been around in both tier two and tier one for a while yeah, you're right coaching staff along but it's also oh, like but it's not as captivating as gen g's story with the whole like korean arc of can they finally you know overtake drx and go to international things like that it's like well can they finally get a couple wins right like that's the peak of that story so I, it, there's not much in it I mean, if it doesn't work, hopefully it's not the last chance for Letty because he's barely gotten to do a damn thing. <laughs> he's just been and fucking sat on the bench forever. The one time he's just got like, put in. this is your last chance, Letty. Also, <laughs> you're on the bench again this season. You better get us wins. <laughs> and there's a real possibility that the one time he got to play last year was an accident. Right. <laughs> like somebody yeah. screwed I mean, up. It, it, yeah. yeah, it did not look very well planned, to say the least. Your yeah. first and last chance, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it pushing. Team Secret. They've only replaced one player heading in 2024. Uh, dubstep is out. MDG is in. How are we feeling about Team Secret? For me, they were very consistent last season. I, I thought I could... I, I got... Every time I watched them, I got exactly what I expected. And it was very solid. It, it didn't end up being enough to get them... You know, over the 
the finish line of actually making it to an international event, but they were always solid mid-upper table. Is this going to take them to the next level, Chober? Uh, I actually think they have a pretty good chance. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people be fairly just like mid about Team Secret, which quite frankly is what a lot of us did on the official broadcast last year. And we got a lot of hate for it because they did make a lot of upsets happen and they climbed quite far. They got very close. Uh, but I I'm with you on that, right? They were very consistent last year. Uh, clearly, you know, they were in an, I wouldn't say a great direction, but I, they were definitely at least in a very okay direction, a positive direction. Uh, and then I would dare say that they have a very convincing firepower upgrade, right? I mean, Dubstep had some moments, but he was starting to not be as consistent. So he was one of those players that wasn't really keeping up with the consistency. So I think NDG coming in uh, on paper was supposed to be a very good firepower upgrade. Again, not too many matches played in the offseason, but from what I saw of their uh, Predator League performance, uh, NDG, I mean, clearly all that grinding uh, on ranked uh, paid off. I mean, he had some really good movement. He had some crispy aim. Uh, so I think he's definitely an upgrade. The biggest question for me is now that would seem to suggest if NDG is playing Sentinel, Jeremy is indeed going to be the main duelist. Uh, obviously, it works out if they're going to continue to try to stick to raise on every map. Uh, but the question is, is can he get back to really feeling comfortable to opping, right? That was the biggest problem they had was Jeremy didn't like opping. He didn't feel confident. So then Dubstep would have to op and then he'd have to play Jet and things like that. So if he can get used to it, because a lot of people talk about Envy's highlights last year and he had some great ones. But honestly, Jeremy had some nutty clips as well in terms of his aim and his spray control. So I think if Jeremy can just feel confident about the op, the direction they were going in, the stability and the upgrade with NDG... I think puts them uh, once again on the doorsteps of top three. Yeah, but Jeremy just tweeted a few days ago he's diamond three, so I don't know. I, like... did, I did see that, and I was like, boy, you're diamond three? I should be trying out for DRX, but... You know. I mean, I agree with you, though. I think Jeremy's actually kind of a little underrated, for sure. Uh, I think Envy's leaps and bounds the best player on this team, in my opinion. Um, but Jeremy, quite good. I mean, that ace last year was really nuts. Uh, yeah, literally... Yeah, he's Dude, that one of you lost people. streak. There's but, hope. There's hope. Anybody in chat, there's hope. Like you two oh can maybe play someday. <laughs> that lost streak is brutal though. That's that sucks. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I don't know. People always I think people assume that I'm just like very anti team secret because I didn't really believe in them too much at the beginning of the season because I just put no merit to their their win over liquid at lock in. But um I, I think that I think that they're going to be maybe slightly better than they were. The, my biggest concern is like what Chobra was saying was the the op factor. How comfortable are they going to be having him run that that operator? Because you can't just go raise every map to get around offing. Like you you will need to have an operator in in some sense. And and honestly, one of the things I think they they probably should have just done was just make dubstep op not on jet last season i think that that would have been totally fine we see pustio offing on eg the entirety of last year and they were able to win a championship with it like it doesn't have to be the duelist it doesn't have to be a jet in order to run an operator and i think that the sooner that they could accept that uh the better off they will be but overall i i think that like secret has like good support staff around them i i really like warbirds he's got a a good sense of humor a good uh just head on his shoulders when it comes down to how to wrangle this team because we know how silly overall this the squad can be um 
and he meshes really well with them. And I think that with some continued development, maybe some, you know, maybe NDG is going to come in and be that new blood that just really like fires everybody up and, and, and gets them beyond the point that we saw from them last year. Uh, but I think that fixing that opping issue is going to be one of the most critical things for them. So if they can nail that down, then I think that they're going to be in a really good spot. I think for me, like the biggest concern I have for Team Secret, like I was very big on Team Secret last year and I don't know if I was really rewarded for that or not. It was kind of in the middle, but I think like I, I, I what concerned me about them was like, I thought there were potentially better moves they could have made in the Filipino scene uh, in the off season, like in particular, looking at players on now sports like Tesseract or Papi Chulo, like I thought were potentially really good pickups for them. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes. So who knows? But like, for me, like, I think that's what I'm kind of scratching my head at is I felt like there were potential upgrades available that were pretty significant that really could have taken this team to another level. Whereas NDG is good, but I'm not sure that it's going to significantly improve things. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I still think Envy's nuts. Um, I mean, yeah, Jesse's old, but he's still a very smart, uh, very sturdy player. I think he's like literally like 12 years older than Warbirds, by the way. I think Warbirds is like 22 and Jesse's like 33 or 34 or something, but, uh, or maybe he's younger than that, but like, I, I, I like the pieces on this team. I was really hyped about them last year, but this year I'm just not feeling it as much more because I felt like they could have done more. And that's kind of where I'm at with them. Like, I still like this team. I still think they're going to do pretty well. I still think they're better than a couple of the teams in this in Pacific for sure. Uh, but just like, was it enough of an upgrade to really make a big enough difference? I don't, I don't see it that way yet. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, Man, I'm like getting ready to test the waters here on how badly I want to piss off an entire Ooh, fan base. But I, I, I mean, Dubstep was not the player nothing, that I would have removed on this roster. I think wrong, that I, I would have looked to try to find a flip for for Borkum, to be honest. Yes. If I was if I was in the off season, and uh, yes. that's that's Why what had me both? scratching my head. I mean, hey, you you could do that as well, and just get, you know get some younger talent in. But I. I had very few times where I was watching like dubstep play and I was just like, man, he's really a problem right now uh, for the team. Like I just, I never really felt like I had that. Um, but you know, it'd it be what it do. It, everything's said and done. The season this starts would, in 16 days. Us, Let's go. This would lead us to believe that you did feel that way when watching Borkum. Yeah. So that's, 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 if that's your interpretation, God. I can't stop you from having that. <laughs> All right. Another team that made but one change. But is it an upgrade? Is it a side grade? Is it a downgrade? Paper Rex. Jing. Ooh. He's gone. Ooh. Mon Yet. He's here. Except Jing, is he really gone? He played a little <laughs> bit. But now he's gone. And now it's really Mon Yet. For real. <laughs> And I don't know. Will they be better? Did Jing deal narrative? Did Jing pollute the well of Valorant commentary by appearing in that one tournament and then like <laughs> doing slightly better than Moniad and they like won a couple <laughs> games with him or something? I forget exactly how it went, but I swear, wasn't there a game where it was like they lost with Moniad, Jing came in and they won immediately? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's. Did Jing is just trolling this man's career. No, no, where was Jing it? is ensuring that he can come back later. <laughs> it was the initials. Uh, yeah, I think Sentinels it was the first game. Oh, game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, anyhow, guys, let's be serious. Is this team in trouble? 
or are they going to be basically the same? Or will they maybe even do better? Because Moniette was uh, a, he was a nasty man last season with, with <laughs> global esports. <laughs> what do you think, Seth? Um, it's it's really difficult to say. This is another one of those. It's not. I don't think it's not nearly as drastic as the DRX changes, just because that was two players. This is one, but breaking down the pre-built synergy that has existed for a good long while is always difficult to deal with. But PaperX has also proved that they can get around that because they did the same damn thing last year. They brought in something, they got rid of Venkai, and they ended up going on to, to be a second-place team globally. Um, it seems like, you know... I mean, you just know from every bit of content, from every moment that those guys are on camera, that it's such a welcoming and fun environment to be in. And Maniet himself, like, he, he's a cheery motherfucker, you know? Like, he, he, he likes to just chill out with the team and have fun. So I think that with a bit more time and with them just being able to kind of fully commit in with him, that this is, they're, they're going to prove it, like the, that they can make this into another team that continues to challenge for the trophies. Yeah, I think a lot of what Achilleo said, I agree with. And, and I think really Monyet, something that really needs to be like hammered home is he fits the, the MO of this team. He fits the, the mantra of this team, like the way that Alex likes to lead things. Uh, as a coach and kind of like his mindset, like he really fits in nicely with that. So that's really encouraging. Uh, obviously, we know he's good. I guess like the only the only like little thing that I think about with this team is like, is Jing re like ever replaceable or like, is that like his, his difference maker as what most people consider to be one of, if not the best, you know, raises in the world, especially with his blast back movement, stuff like that. Like, is that replaceable? And like, can you actually, you know, do something different with Monyet, who seems to be playing a fair amount of raise now, a very different kind of raise, very much more like standard raise, but still a very good raise. You know, is that going to be able to like still fit into that kind of like kind of uncouth sort of paper rec style? I'm kind of sick of saying it's jazz, but I guess that's kind of what they like to do, right? Like they're out there kind of like they have a set structure of sorts, but then they're able to improv on top of it incredibly well. Is Monyet going to be able to adapt, fit into that? I think so. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure like Coach Alex could like sell me a perpetual motion machine right now. And I'd be like, yes, this is real. This is possible. Like he's he's really <laughs> just done such a good job like with this team. Like I I I, I have a lot of faith in him. Uh, as a coach to really get these guys into the right place and into the right mindset. So, yeah, I, I think they should be about as good. I, I think maybe to start a little bit worse, but as we saw, like, like Seth said, as we saw last year, it didn't last long with something before he really started to fit in. Yeah, um, I think so. I think I think Jing as an individual is going to be irreplaceable. Uh, just because of the things he's able to do on the raise. However, I think as a team, I would say Monyet is an upgrade. Uh, I think he's much more flexible. Also, I think Jing is a very double-edged sword when push comes to shove, because while, you know, given the comps they play and the style they play, yes, Jing does need to be the one who's going out there getting the frags, etc. He will also very willingly overheat into those situations and lead them to a couple frags and then also bring them back down to even the numbers in certain rounds. So, I and I don't think Monyet's going to do that. I think having another person alongside Divide that's not going to do that is going to be very helpful for this team uh, should they reach another big finals or, or you know, like lower bracket finals? I, I, I think here's the thing. Like, like we said, they were a number two team in the world last year, right? And so, 
clearly they were just missing that you know a little bit uh also i mean in in that finals i, I believe alex coach alex even goes on record and says he you know he screwed up the map draft right so yes. there's yeah there's several things that went wrong where they were missing that two percent i think adding monyet actually shores up some of those right uh, you know a little bit of the jitters from a couple of players and then once they start losing, feeling like they need to just W key harder, right? Monyet's probably not going to join that alongside Devi, and they'll be able to reel things in. And then, you know, with the map draft, I mean, you know, Alex is clearly aware of it. We're not here to really harp on that. But also, Alex's coaching is very good. I mean, you can't argue with results. Also, I like, people have, if you've been following the team, you know his timeouts are good. But then you watch that AVL game where T1 is just steamrolling them with their composition with the yoru and paper rex look as like the most lost they've ever been and then he uses both timeouts back to back in the first half and then suddenly they just wake up i still have no idea exactly what he said in that timeout but clearly it's very effective <laughs> i mean turn I know your brains off turn your brains off <laughs> it was something like that or just stop being shit guys uh, probably. Just went, okay. <laughs> and then they just started uh, I mean, probably and after the game i mean some of the paper rex players you know they were saying like Oh, we thought like Saya was just gonna just blast through the game. Like, dude was firing on all cylinders, and they, they were legitimately scared that they were gonna lose. And then he just uses both timeouts, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're like a number two team in the world. We're gonna win." So uh, again, I, I think overall, Monyet's addition as a team brings them higher, uh, which should be able to give them that edge to definitely top uh, Pacific, but even potentially, you know, get a, a trophy this time internationally uh, on the stage. All right. I mean, listen, I'm 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 with it, and uh, I I agree also with what you said about. Um, I mean, Jing is just he's a one of one. You cannot replace Jing because there is no one like Jing. But also, there are other amazing players that you can put in that tier. Monyet is that amazing tier player, and it would be a fool's errand to try and essentially recreate Paper X as they were. You just. You you change the formula. You you approach the game in a, in a bit of a different way with this new guy who is incredible. And I I I'm not a hundred percent convinced that they're going to be better, but I think they're going to be at least as good with the potential to be better with with Moniet. That's that's where I'm at at with them right yep. now. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, Moniet was so fucking good last season. So I'm excited. Yes. I'm very excited <laughs> to watch the land kill record for. A I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm very excited to see what they can do here. Now. Oh, no, oh no our favorite what? team what do you we're know? here to no, bring the I'll... fan base back we're here to bring them back do you know who else i'm excited for any guesses any guesses well there's only two teams left oh, yeah, so flip a the coin show. it's a good shot well it's probably it's, both of them it's zeta division all right okay <laughs> zeta division that makes i'm sense. gonna go ahead i'm Why? gonna keep this short and sweet because to me I'm done with the debating. I'm done with the narratives. I'm done with the, oh, but what if? Don't care. I'm going to keep this nice and simple. Guys, what does two plus two equal? Four. Okay? Why do I say that? Because the math here is fucking simple. Last season and for years prior, they had two players who were not good enough to compete at the level they were at. And it was very obvious. <laughs> Even with that being the case. How is this? How is it two plus 
two? Shouldn't it be like five minus two? What, what math are you doing? I, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm illustrating how <laughs> simple of an equation this is. I'm talking about simplicity. It's Sorry, sorry. The flow. The flow. <laughs> they had two players who simply could not compete at the level that they were at. The level for the international stage, for sure. Not even, not even the, the, the level for the, the regional stages, okay? And they were dealing with, with that situation for a long, long time. Regardless of that, they were still able to win the LCQ and go to champions, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And then, finally, finally, they made changes. They could have brought in literally any two fucking players on this planet. And they did it, except they're good players. <laughs> except they're very good players, which is even better. It's even better. Okay, they bring in two solid players. They have a rounded out roster. So what am I saying here? They made it, a, they fucking won the LCQ and they still had good results with a team that was clearly not well-rounded, that had way, way too much on the shoulders of Depp and Laz. Depp, who, by the way, was fucking phenomenal last year. And yes. now they have a full roster of players that can compete. Guys, they're going to be way better. I do, that's it. That's it. I, and, and that's all I'm saying. It is not some convoluted shit. Who wants to talk next? Who's <laughs> <laughs> uh, going? Uh, any any yeah. follow up? Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm maybe a little bit less enthusiastically, but I'm right there with you. Like, uh, I'm I was I was I think all of us were collectively screaming last year to see some changes. Like, I mean, now we see him on DFM. But one of the things that I thought at the time, at the start of the season, that could have been good for Zeta was oh. like getting somebody along the lines of like JoJo onto this team because he's fluid and he can speak Japanese fluently. He can IGL and he can also play a really solid initiator role. Like I, that was something that I wanted to see because we wanted to have these changes come through. Um, and I think that overall, like, did they impress super hard when we when we saw them kind of like debut this team back at, at, at Red Bull Homeground? Like. No, but they also didn't really disappoint because, I mean, they're bringing up two players from their academy team and they're putting them out here on a huge stage for the kind of the, the, the first time and being like, hey, go out there in front of a, a bunch of streaming fans. Now you are on the main roster of one of the biggest organizations in Japan and you're playing also in a historic venue that has been open for over 100 years and has never had esports in it that is significantly uh like huge for our culture have fun go out there and do well and overall i felt like they did and i think that that is super promising for this team because i was right there with you i wanted to see adjustments i just wanted to see some kind of like fresh blood being added to this this lineup we finally fucking got it and i just i'm just i need i'm ready for them to build i'm ready for uh, Carlo to come into this this team and just work there alongside Junior and everybody else and just whip them into shape. Yeah, I mean, I th I think what you just mentioned the the coaching staff changes I think actually going to end up being bigger than a lot of people thought. Right, even myself when I first saw Carlo being announced, I was like, 
what? I mean, like, I don't have anything against it, but it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's out of the blue. Uh, but then also Crow, I think being a coach is going to be very helpful as well because he's going to understand not only what it's like to be a player in Valor, but also a player for Zeta Division with the entire nation of Japan on your back, right? So he's going to be able to help communicate that and kind of be this older brother figure for, for some of the players, especially the Academy ones. Um, I know, uh, so the old Academy... Zeta Academy coach, who is now the coach of whatever that team is with, uh, I, I don't know. We'll get to that later. But but a bunch of bunch of other other Japanese Not players. MGR shoot. No, it's it? yeah. Anyway, they they also lost MGR their first debut. Yeah, 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 so it was it was bad. But anyway, so so that uh, that coach uh, puts up a lot of content, and he was saying that um, him and Crow, uh, he helped Crow try to sort out his mental game when it comes to playing pro Valorant. And then both of them were helping Iran and Hiroran try to get on, you know, into form as well as they were coming into uh, the main roster. So clearly there's a lot of support. I mean, even in the coaching staff number itself, there's a lot of support. Uh, but I think that mix of like Crow Jr. and then Carlisle is going to be really good. And then it's, also I'm with the Wyatt, like, Depth, not no, it's just <laughs> don't look at it don't having look at it. more don't. staff than players is hilarious like that's maybe maybe this is the way if you just if you have a no, quota I mean, of how many people you need to hire hire I mean, more staff instead it's of players yeah so funny. yeah uh, don't, don't get more money. players yeah helps get more staff money. yeah um but Go yeah, I mean, run, Deb, not having to hard carry every game, I think is good. And you're in a hero on, I don't know, personally, I thought they impressed me a decent amount at Red Bull. I mean, he, I mean, Euron had some moments where uh, he, his utility was late and things like that. And even a misses, but both of them had some crispy aim. Clearly, you know, if they get re used to the stage, I think they're going to have some good clutch factor. And I think Huron is going to be real good for this team. So I have high hopes. I have high hopes. I think they're also going to be right up there with Team Secret where they're knocking on the door of top three. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I think it might take some time. And this is coming from the guy who believed in them at LCQ, was the only person in Pacific to pick them, if I'm not mistaken, to win LCQ. And I have always really liked this team. I've always really believed this team. I mean, Depp is him. He is the greatest Japanese FPS player that there ever has been. I don't think there's any debate about that, um, particularly like with some of the stats that you know have been kind of coming out post-2023, like past round 20, he's the best player in the world. Like, just absolutely insane stuff that he's able to do. Um, Laz is Laz. Like, I, I'm really impressed with, like, kind of the, like, some of the, like, stuff that's going on outside of the team. Like, in terms of, like, gameplay-wise, like, Laz is learning English, I've been hearing, like, really hard. He's, like, really been studying, like, really trying to improve his, like, skills to potentially be, like, you know, maybe going on a team that, I don't know, or maybe they're going to bring in players that aren't necessarily all Japanese or things like that might be happening, or maybe he's just doing it to build his brand. I'm not sure. Uh, but like, he's apparently gotten like a much more positive mindset and things like that. He's really focused on like kind of improving himself, you know, not just in the game, but out of the game as well. So that's really encouraging. You're on in Hirodon. I think it's just going to take some time is the real thing. And I think Carlisle said this during uh, his video that they did, uh, the Emerge video that Pacific put out 
uh, that he thinks it's also going to take time. And it's just, you know, they're young players. Uh, they're coming up out of their, you know, academy system. Uh, it's going to be a little shaky. Plus, they're bringing in a new coach and, you know, things like this. So it's going to take a little bit of time. But I think the potential is there. So are they going to, you know, come out the gate swinging at, at kickoff? I don't think so. But I think over the over the course of the year, I think by split two, uh, they very well could he's be a team that's so going to champions. He's, he's a Holy lot fuck. taller. He's a, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's a giant. giant. Is, he's, is he 7'3? Or are they. <laughs> he's like 6'7, I think. 6'5. He's, oh, yeah, oh he's, really yeah. he's also ridiculously tall, yeah. Oh, so. dude, he's going to have Large a whale man. of a time existing in Korea. <laughs> 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 this yeah. country is not meant for people who are over six <laughs> foot tall. The big, <laughs> large man. God. Yeah, that's that's actually that's literally me before every Sega game as well. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking praying to the gods. Um, all right, and finally, it's bleed. They've ascended yeah. to the BCT. They spent four billion dollars to get Yay onto the team and relocated. <laughs> How are we feeling about Bleed's chances of actually cracking into that like top three, top four, where we could see them at a, an international event this year? I don't think it's going to happen. No. Um, I I have a lot of questions about how this team is going to perform. I think that there's really good known quantities on there. Scary probably being the most obvious one to point to, uh, in my opinion. I think that he's really good, but the team also took a bit of a hit going out of Ascension. You know, they had to, to drop a couple players. Um, I mean, Juicy is, is very unfortunate because he's cracked out of his mind. Um and I just, I think this is one of those teams where it's like, I need to see them in order to remotely believe in it. Um, so I need to just at least have like a game. I need a, I need a taster. I need like a bleed or d'oeuvre to, to just wet my palate so I know what I can expect for the rest <laughs> of this season. Because right now I really don't know. Like the, the last exposures that we had to Yay and Pro Play go well. Uh, and now he's going to be changing region coming over to Asia and, and competing on this team. I don't know if that's going to be successful. Is it hype? Yeah, it absolutely is. It's a huge signing. I'm sure many a check was written, but this also could be a colossal flop. And that's why it's so goddamn entertaining. Exciting. I can't yeah. wait to watch. It I, yeah, it does. I mean, it does. Oh, it just does feel like it is could this be not an the most exciting flop. ascension team just like period end of story like this is the the ascension team that everybody should be like really uh, paying yeah. attention to i mean absolutely it's just yeah i mean it's it's no matter what listen hate it or love it i'm watching <laughs> that's all i know <laughs> yeah. that is all i know i i will be there no matter what yeah i will be there no matter what i I don't know. I don't think they're going to flop that hard in Pacific. I mean, I think just on an individual level, they already clear bottom three. When I say when I say flop, like I don't even necessarily mean like they're going to be a like a bottom tier okay. team. Right, but sure. just from from all of the conjecture about how much money is being invested uh, into this okay, team, okay. if they yeah. are not pushing towards the upper echelons and they're like a middle of a pack squad, that will feel like a bit of a flop. Sure, Especially sure. Especially just with, with some of the, the names that are on this roster, their dominance going yeah. through Ascension, Yay coming back over. Like, if they just end up being a middle table team, then I think that Definitely that would be very agree. disappointing. Yeah. Definitely agree. I mean, I don't know. I I have big. I have better hopes for them. I have better hopes. For them. I think they're going to be pretty solid, if not 
again another team that that could challenge uh the top three like on a good day um i i don't know i was very impressed with crazy guys calling i mean it wasn't like it, it clearly wasn't very experienced in valorant but i thought it was very good uh, and obviously they had the entire offseason continue working on that one of the bigger problems that we biggest problems we saw from them actually at ascension was that scary would often just be like oh my team's doing something dumb i'm gonna stay alive and clutch and he often would clutch so the result didn't really change but clearly not everyone was really on board and something was going on with either people overheating or scary not really believing in the calls however with Ye on the team now, Ye's also not a W key gamer, right? So no matter what role he's going to be playing. So I think having that, you know, extra level of just level headedness, let's, you know, wait, you know, let's wait things down. Let's calm things down. Let's play with the advantage in numbers, things like that and hold certain angles. I think that will actually help this team a lot. Um, also regarding roles. I mean, Darion was playing the duelist again, back to his original role when Ye couldn't be there at riot one. So, you know, obviously we're still wondering like, is that going to be fixed? Cause Ye could be playing, you know sentinel and you know maybe a mix of chamber here and there obviously I, they could also flip back and forth if they want i think both of them feel are very experienced and feel comfortable enough that they could do that if it's map prepared like map specific uh so i think they're i think there's a pretty good chance that they're gonna be very good uh, i think they're gonna be solid at least um yeah i mean i i don't know i think they have all the ingredients i, I the reason I think a lot of people are doubting them is because it's Ascension, because they had roster changes, and so we just have no idea. Uh, but I would say I think the ingredients definitely spell a positive outlook. What I am excited about, pretty much regardless of how they end up performing, is just seeing, the, you know, but just throughout the year, just being able to see, like, Gay on Chamber playing versus Laz on Chamber playing versus, like, mm. Excure, like, having those key <clears throat> matchups and just seeing who's going to be able to take over, like... That excites the ever-loving hell out of me. So hopefully it's something that happens. Hopefully he'll be in the meta when they, when we have those clashes. But um, I, I think they're going to be exciting to watch no matter what. I'm just, I'm not looking to get overzealous about my, when it comes to my expectations for the team, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. I, I, I'm not like, I really want to like this team. I really like Crazy Guy. It's awesome. We have a player from Vietnam in our league now. Like it, that's, that's really exciting. Um, he, I thought he was really, really good at Ascension. Uh, you know, I think maybe the second best, well, third best player on that team, maybe, but like, I mean, still, you know, scary. He is what he is. He's a clutch God. We know that, uh, you know, yay is yay. It's going to be, look, it's going to be entertaining for sure. Um, I, I, I don't know what to expect. And I think it might be a growing process similar to what I was talking about with Zeta, where I think it's just maybe going to take a little bit of time before they really start to pick up steam. If the steam is there uh, to be picked up on, but I don't know, man, I, you know, uh, I talked to Ye today and uh, the only thing I got oh out of him was dude. he likes oh Korean food. Oh my God. There you go. This, That's right. I mean, I'm continuing with it. Guys, no. just he like, fucking name dropping ass. Over all I got Hollywood. out of him, all I got oh out of him was he likes Korean God. food. Yeah. So he's doing good. Uh, <laughs> uh, were we talking about yay is that what yeah. you were talking about yeah oh. yeah 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 because yeah. yay has um i believe it. yay has relatives in korea does he i remember i remember interviewing him back like you know back in the old days when he was playing professional valorant um when i was interviewing him for korea and i was saying like hey all the korean fans really love you etc and he was like yeah i'd love to visit someday I, if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure he said he has like some family or relatives or something in korea so he always wanted to visit so i think there there is a tie so i think yeah. he's gonna do fine and just in here well yeah. paper probably gonna go to the club with him later tonight so he can ask <laughs> 
Make sure. Way, way past, you know me. Way past, way past my bedtime. bedtime. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, well, Peterson goes yeah. through. Right. I'm, I'm a, I, I go hard every night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You haven't right. lived since you've seen Clinton standing on a table twerking in the club. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean when you put it that way, I haven't lived. <laughs> and I want to live. All right. Um, all right. Let's, sure? uh, let's let's uh, let's send this uh, let's send this old podcast to a little break. Then we're gonna come back. Then we're gonna do some power rankings. And we're gonna do some bold predictions for the kickoff. We will see you on the other side. That's such a fucking broadcast transition. I'm gonna go. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that is. That's a, I, oh god, I hate that I said that. That's that's so VCT pilled of me to say that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah. Kurt, sorry. play the uh, sideshow diss track yeah, on Slinky. <laughs> Sliggy, I've seen the YouTube short, you little fuckhead. And this is me and Bren coming back at you. <laughs> You've thrown all my games, slandered my name. You're calling me out over TikTok fame. I'm gonna club this slug and fuck up your mug. Your strats are malformed like the face of a pug. Your VCD legacy is all but a smear. Time for someone to sage out your career. I'm the prototype, stole my whole scene. I'm the original, you're the knockoff coast street. You got eight chances, down from ten. I'ma write your will in epic pen. You come on plat chat, can't get a word in. This beatdown will make you back to observe it. Chair streams, no cash, your survival's a gamble. Bald head, lush stash, here comes the egg scramble. All these bars was written by chat Just like how Bacon made every strat My premier team, number one in the scene Coach Potato Strat like calming cause Scream You hating on little buddy Well I'm bringing in mine Bren, time to go Spit a fucking line Your team's all got battered Fish and chips, one, two, three Your only good part is Bacon That's why they call you Piggy Your strats are made by Bacon Yet you can't even fry This is Barra, motherfucker You get shot, you die Cat they got one chance to close this out. Slicky, I'll give you one chance to close your whore mouth. Bren, you're being aggressive. Don't be a twat. I think it's over. We've owned him, chat. One more time. One more time. I was downstairs. I like Side Joe's verse and I missed it. Yeah, let's go. Sliggy. I've seen the YouTube short, you little fuckhead. And this is me and Bren coming back at you. <laughs> You've thrown all my games, slandered my name. You're calling me out over TikTok fame. I'm gonna club this slug and fuck up your mug. Your strats are malformed like the face of a pug. Your VCD legacy is all but a smear. Time for someone to sage out your career. I'm the prototype, stole my whole scene. I'm the original, you're the knockoff coast street. You got eight chances, down from ten. I'ma write your will in epic pen. You come on plat chat, can't get a word in. This beatdown will make you back to observe it. Chair streams, no cash, your survival's a gamble. Bald head, lush stash, here comes the egg scramble. All these bars was written by chat Just like how Bacon made every strat My premier team, number one in the scene Coach Potato Strat like calming cause Scream You hating on little buddy Well I'm bringing in mine Bren, time to go Spit a fucking line Your team's all got battered Fish and chips, one, two, three Your only good part is bacon That's why they call you piggy Your strats are made by bacon Yet you can't even fry This is Barra, motherfucker You get shot, you die Cat. They got one chance to close this out. Slicky, I'll give you one chance to close your whore mouth. Bren, you're being aggressive. Don't be a twat. I think it's over. We've owned him, chat. <clears throat> Poor Slicky.
<laughs> That's all I have to say. Poor Career guy. Call him all I didn't see his reaction to that. I didn't like when the. <laughs> just con he just conceded everything. I imagine <laughs> knowing Sliggy, he was probably just like, man, they just went crazy. <clears throat> yeah. He has to write a song over this beat. Oh, yeah. Over that beat? Mm hmm. Just, just like a child <laughs> playing a xylophone. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, I have to load the power ranking document. Oh boy. This should be fun. <clears throat> well, Wyatt is back. And we have 30 seconds still. Wow. Yeah, I kind of want to spit something over this beat. Do it. You have 25 <laughs> seconds to speak. No. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> this is, this is going to be... This should be the beat for Sliggy and I to respond to Josh and Bren. I was just saying that before you got back. Yeah, Do Sliggy it. Better, Sliggy better drop a, a response. <clears throat> just open. <laughs> I just tapped back over to the stream and then... uh. Where I paused it, I just saw the screenshot that's there. Clinton, he looks like he's perpetually sneezing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We are putting it in Discord. <laughs> Wait, what is this? What? That's just where I have to pause the like stream. <laughs> 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 and we're back. Oh. And welcome back to the broadcast. What do we got up next on the docket? It is the Pacific 2024 Power Rankings. Let's debate. Number one, Paper Rex. Kurt, pull up the graphic. And then number two, <laughs> we'll figure it out from there. We will figure no. it out from there. There's Where's no question about number one. No, yeah, there's, there's no literally question. no question. No, no, now, no. honestly, from here, I think it's uh, actually very chaotic. <laughs> it took us about three seconds to do the one for Europe yesterday. I think this one is going to take a while. I say that, and it'll watch this one also take five seconds. But Can we work from the bottom up? Yeah, DFM. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Probably. Let's get DFM yeah. down there. And then uh, let's go ahead and get Talon next. Talon. Yep. I think it's Talon. Talon. Then, oh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Right, given the given the field, I right? think it's global. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not so much. I don't think global is a team that deserves to be a ninth, but also the competition is pretty strong this year. So, yeah, I want to be on record say I think I'll do. They'll do a little bit better than that, but yeah, I'm inclined to agree. But I also just don't know who I would put below them. Yeah, it's hard to say on paper, uh, right? Because their on paper roster isn't doesn't wow you. But yeah, yeah. They can win the games with the, the structure, but you know. Um, all right, do we want to keep working from the bottom or start hitting it from the top? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I mean, this is where things get a little in here, right? Like, I don't, like what if we go with rank five? Like, 
<laughs> I want to lobby. I want to lobby for T1. I think T1's gonna be number two. I think oh, overall, like I think so... T1. I'm lobbying for it. I'll see if other people got opinions, but I, I'm. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just buying into their like straight up, just like outrageous confidence that they have. Like, but I think they should be pretty good. I think. I mean, I I was with you actually for for the longest time in the off season um, when I did my own end of last year before we entered twenty twenty four. I put T one in, in two, but again, the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if they're two. The only thing is, if I'm not putting T one at two, I'm putting RQ at two, and I feel like none of you guys are going to agree with that. So I, I will hold my case for the time being. Seth is <laughs> starting to I, really cringe. Out there. I mean, look, I I like RQ, and I think. They have a ton of potential, but I'm I'm a little bit more aligned with Clinton as far as the top two goes. Um, but also, I feel like I might have an aneurysm if we put DRX outside of the top three. Yeah, I kind of feel like really? DRX probably is going to be slightly better than RRQ. Just oh man, you non-believers but... again. Again not, in 2024 with I, Jemkin, look, look, who I, beat something in two games over the past two years. Get oh god, I am holding. I, okay, I, okay. Well, not, I mean, let's let's talk, talk about, about that first. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, hey, look, like I would be very pleasantly surprised if that ended up happening. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay, but. but Okay, uh, I don't let's, think it will. Can we let's talk about if DRX is going to be in top three or not first? I think that's probably the bigger okay, okay, bigger okay. discussion because I don't I don't think so. I don't think it'd be weird if they're top three, but I don't have enough faith. I think they're again. I think their current situation is they have to climb into top three, not that top three is given to them. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have the the workhorse qualification route. They're not just gonna be able to beat these teams in the middle. Of the pack with ease like they did previously i think they're gonna have to put some serious work in in every single game to get it over the finish line there's gonna be a lot of three map games that hey they can win it because at the end of the day they have that core that is still so fucking sick and so tenured but they're gonna have to work for it to get those wins they're gonna be close if they do it so can that edge I them mean... in the top three yeah but it's not going to be like it was in the past. It's not going to be yeah. the, that that here's, clean sweep over and over. Here's my question: Are we are we power ranking for kickoff or for the season? Oh, I figured it, for the year. It's, for, it's just for kickoff. It's like yeah, we're just heading into the okay. year. Oh, this is just for kickoff. Yeah, it's down in fourth. Yes, this is for heading into kickoff, rating the power of the teams. Oh, heading into the heading into kickoff. Yeah, it's it's nothing to do with the whole year. It's just power ranking right now. We're heading into kickoff. What are we feeling? Then I'm fine with DRX and we're heading into. Yeah, kickoff. Yeah, yeah, I am 100 percent DRX and fourth for kickoff. I mean, my yeah, I, I do have this weird thing in my brain where I feel I feel like DRX might have something like cooking like they did with like the Harbor strats on Icebox at the beginning of last year, or, like the triple initiators on Ascent, stuff like that, that might they like just kind of something cooking. Dude. Jesus yeah, well, I'm, I... I'm starving. I'm, I've come home for the last several <laughs> months and mom has had nothing on the stove. You are... Please, Termi, make something. <laughs> I need sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 th uh, I'm, I, can, okay, I, I'm a, 
I don't know where to, let's go for number eight. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go to the bottom this Whoa, time. No, 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 Actually, no, 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 no. Kurt's Stop gone rogue. This. Stop Kurt's this, gone Kurt. fucking Wait. rogue. I don't mind that if you flipped Genji and bleed. Honestly, I think that, I think I that Genji will be higher I think Genji is probably fifth, yeah. I'm, I'm with that. What? I think Genji is fifth. You guys are crazy. I'm fine with Genji in sixth place. Who are you putting fifth? Any of those three teams. What? Probably sixth. If Genji are sixth, then any of those three, because they're better than Genji. Yeah. <laughs> I, agree. It... I would put I would put secret in fifth. I would put Secret in fifth, if not fourth. I, I think they would be tied with DRX I don't for think fourth. Secret, I don't think Secret is the firepower. I think they're... I mean, realistically, uh, like, Genji... We're, we're, we're back to the paper-thin oh, Secret no. narrative. <laughs> the narrative's back. I was all aboard the Team Secret trade last year. This is not... This is... I, I'm just not as high on them this year. Maybe I'm just a little okay. jealous that they... Or not jealous, but a little upset. Thinking, thinking bracket-wise, I think we could put Genji in seventh because well, yeah, they're, they're in yeah. with RQ and Paper. Well, they're in the yeah, group of for, death. Yeah, that, if we're doing like a brutal. bracket, yeah, then... So, realistically... Okay, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting... Okay, I was getting a little too excited about trying to put Bleed above them. I think that's maybe pushing it a little bit too far. Yeah. Could Bleed beat them? Yes. You're on that NA. But... Big time. No, 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 no. Trust me, I'm... <laughs> They, they have one NA player who is heavily questioned at the moment, to, to be clear. To be very clear. If anything, I'm on the Brazilian copium because I think Zeta need to be fucking high up there, all right? That's the NA. That's, well, no, that's South America. The Americas. America. Oh, it's so. Americas. It's General America's copium, okay? But I, I, I think Bleed should be an eighth. To circle really? back like to whatever we were talking for, about. For kickoff, though, I, I think no. I think for the year Zeta rates higher yeah. than Bleed, but I think for kickoff, Bleed actually rates higher than Zeta. Mm. What? I, mm. I might agree with you on that. I might <laughs> agree with you on that. Indonesia. I'm not sure. Dude, as questionable How? as Ye's career might be, he still clears Hiroron and Huron, okay? You might. <laughs> but he probably gets owned by Laz and Depp. Yeah, I hope. Bro, yeah, Depp, and Laz and Depp, Depp are owns, alone yeah. enough. I, I think Depp Zeta, like Laz, Laz, Laz just played Chamber and they fucking won LCQ. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all it took. That's all I said. That's all I said before LCQ. I'm like, just play Laz on Chamber and everything is fixed. It doesn't matter. Uh, that's all you need to do. And that's what they did. And I was so happy. I was like, yes. I don't know, <laughs> there is a God, dude. Like, <laughs> I, oh, man. I mean, Honestly, also, I'm, I'm, inclined, is, I'm inclined to just say, I, I would say Genji 7th. Secret fifth. Or we're trying to sneak in Genji. I don't think Secret is I'd be happy to send that. I'd I'd be I'd be. I Dude, Secret definitely over Zeta. Secret de Can we agree on that? No, Clinton's Clinton. You're going crazy. Secret. I don't know, man. Maybe I, I'm just not sure. May it, it should be. I think. I think Zeta's Dude, I not going to be that good to start. But I think just yeah, yeah for kickoff, only... right? Not think, for the year. Think, not for the year. I think year. you gotta like. I would shift like. They had one Genji ahead moving of both part. Of them. That's, that's all that's they have is go. one moving part. So I feel like Secret probably ahead of Zeta. I mean, the yeah. problem with this power ranking is right. Like Genji is in a just dog shit group, and like, well, I mean, Secret is in a pretty easy group. Uh, yeah, sure, so. but well, I, I, Secret. I'm talking more like power we can, rating, yeah, we though, can right? Throw, yeah. throw the bracket out. The, like the bracket okay, on fire. Throw the bracket. Throw it out okay, the okay, okay. It's, it's yeah. It's just straight up power. Then I, I'm putting Genji above Team Secret and Zeta Division right now. Personal. Oh. 
I just, I've been speared through my gut. <laughs> I, <laughs> my, uh, my entrails are hanging out of my body oh, off geez. camera. <laughs> I am just Dang. suffering at that take. I, I, I just can't, I just can't do it. Genji, I'm just, it's up to you. I, you guys do your thing. Mm. <sighs> part of it, you, but my yes, track record. You're in the pot. You're <laughs> in the pot. I don't know if I want to be a part of this anymore. Just, I don't know. I'm just. No, 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 no. I'm out. I'm out. If we scrap <sighs> the bracket idea fully, I think the top. I think the ones that are on there right now stay exactly where they are. I think you'll match it. I think yeah, that these three are the. the I think marks. that these can absolutely stay where they are. I'll, you know, yeah. I'll I'll yield the bleed position. I will yield the bleed position. Fine. But I will not put Genji in fifth or sixth. <laughs> yeah, just can't. I, I mean, you just you're, you're I, really I, that low on that team. I mean, I mean, that's a really good team. It so They're so really I, the only firepower. caveat is that it's this is for kickoff, right? So okay, I, yeah. Is yeah. there a chance they could get into top? You know, the top half through firepower. Sure. However, and I and I hate that I'm saying this because I. I really want this guy to reestablish himself as you know the the once Korean legend he was in FPS, which is solo. You, I mean, Clinton, you just said it yourself that Estrella no, mentioned him. that the reason he likes RQ is because he actually has some freedom instead of being just stuck in a playbook, which is what solo has done forever in, in yeah. Valorant, both as an IGL and a coach. And that got D plus Q to be knocked out in groups in Ascension. Okay, I, I mean. I, I do not have faith, especially bringing him in this last minute. I mean, I, don't I think know. I think the re the only reason I'm rating them high right now is because I think that structure actually will work out in the beginning of the season. I don't think over time it's going to be as good. I think that the having that like natural kind of similar idea, similar cohesion, especially since I'm pretty sure Texture and Lockie have played together for sure, right? And like I think there's just enough yeah. comfort there that they're just going to be a little bit more prepared. And I think the firepower is just a little bit better than Secret. So that's why I'm kind of going that way. I agree with you that over the long term, I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in Solo to adapt. But I think at the start of the season, oh, things I should think, be I pretty... think Solo's going to come in whip cracking into kickoff, man. And they're just going <laughs> to freeze in their seats. And then Solo's going to have to walk up to Karon just like he did with Bangnan, which, mind you, Bangnan used to be one of the most promising players in Korea. And Solo had to literally tell him, put your flash drive away and start shooting your gun because he was so scared that he might go off of the playbook. And then his career just ended. All right. That's what's going to happen at kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I I agree a lot with what you're saying about solo. Maybe we should we just put Genji in seventh. I I'm worried they're gonna break RRQ's hearts again. Like that. Don't do that to me. No, don't that even talk about happen, that to me right now. Let's just let's just let's just say fuck seventh. it. Put them in seventh. There, and, all right. uh, all right. They're they're higher than bleed because they beat bleed two zero at Ascension. There you go. <laughs> just, okay. Just org combat. Uh, Zeta secret. My Oof. brain says secret goes into fifth and Zeta goes into sixth. Just because, again, it's one less moving part um, for them. Whereas, like, in addition to two players being brought up for Zeta, it is also the overhaul. And with Carlisle himself saying, like, this is a long term project and something that will take time, I'm not necessarily expecting it to be a, a super explosive beginning for them. I think that Zeta absolutely could. You know, make a make a good run, but um, I'll agree with this. Especially, I mean, I think especially considering their group, as long as they can, as long as they're able to beat Bleed, then I think that that Zeta will be through to the playoffs. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, I, I think, think for that... kickoff, this is right. I think if it was the year, I'd be inclined to actually flip those two. For the year, I would go 100%. Very, yeah, very but I, I think for kickoff, Zeta just needs more time to cook, right? Yeah, right. This is a stew. Yeah. It's not an appetizer. It's not a salad. It just needs to simmer a bit longer. And why is this? I'm fine. Losing it. <laughs> no, they, I just... I just don't... Uh... They didn't, like... Zeta didn't look great against Bleed uh at that event in japan uh riot one so i i am also kind of in that boat where right now i don't think zeta's gonna be there but i think over time they could be really I really mean, good they played one map in a yeah it doesn't mean a lot no match tournament and of course carl i was gonna say that they need time that's the coach thing to say that doesn't oh. mean it's true it, it Actually, doesn't mean that they're not ready to go that's just the, that's just the on. thing you say it's just hold um, on Maybe though for kickoff, I, thinking about it now, I think Depp hard clears Jeremy before he gets more yes. used to being main duelist. I mean, even just uh, normally, but especially like opping, I don't think Jeremy's. Um, I'm st hold on. Why it gave me just enough time? Yeah, to start almost every duelist. Also, in in uh, in a tournament that acts, I mean, in the Red Bull tournament, which holds more weight than than Riot One. They did pretty well, especially considering well. Depp yes. wasn't there. Wasn't they there. went yeah. two for yeah. two on maps with C9 without Depp. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, listen. I that, that's forgot he didn't play. That's yeah, he wasn't there. Saying, I was yeah, so mad. He wasn't there, and they mm -hmm. went two for two on maps with C9. That's pretty solid. I, I, I... I have to. I have to see Zayda in fifth. All right, fuck At, it. Put him first. And I can live. I can live with this. I can live with this. No, I'm, yeah, I'm actually. I'm, I'm with Zeta on fifth. I I changed my vote. I'm, your, I'm with your, Zeta. Your comments about Jeremy's adjustments and everything like that. I've I've been I've been pilled. But to to be to be very fair though, there, there's a lot of teams. I mean, genuinely, I think that to some extent, two through eight are uh, there's a lot of variants there's yes. a lot yes. of like yes. like looking at t1 versus bleed two to eight it's not like t1 had easily have an 85 percent chance of winning no. or is it like it's no. not that wild there's on a good day bleed could easily punch open. up and take them yeah. down yeah. for sure yeah it yeah. is wide open pretty crazy and if i might win a game guys just saying crazy. <laughs> hold on we said two through eight Let's yeah, well, well, again, again again we're focusing on kickoff here <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, we get to stage it. one stage two they get to play talent uh, <laughs> so probably I mean, okay are we are we fine with this is anyone um, is what is everyone the most ever upset about? Oh. I'm upset that I had, didn't manage to I'm... find a better place for global. <laughs> like, I don't know, because I felt like they would end up slotting around like eighth again. But I just don't see anything that I would be able, any, anything I could be able to switch. I think they right. might clear bleed, but not sure. I, I think they might clear bleed. I might be, I think I might rate GE just a little bit higher, just on like experience and things like that. I think they might be really, really well prepped for this event. And I think that might give them an edge um, in terms of just like the players that are on there and the coaching and everything. Um, I also personally wouldn't, I don't know. I, I don't know about our RQ. I'm not as quite as high yet, but I could be very wrong about that. And I hope I am actually, I really hope I am, but I, I I sort of agree. I'm I'm fine. The only thing that I would flip was maybe like DRX or RQ. Yeah. Um 
in that regard for for RQ. That that would be the one play because I think that RQ will come in and I think that they will be at a really high level. Um, but it, I don't know if they'll be higher than they might be the last chance. But again, it's 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 really just because we have seen none of RQ in the offseason. Yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, which might I be mean, a benefit. As as an RQ believer, uh, to be very honest, I'm a little scared because I haven't quite seen it. Like everything I'm arguing is purely based on on theory, you know, on paper, right? right? So, right. I mean, everything I think, you know, on paper, I I firmly believe points to them being top three. But like you guys said, we just haven't seen even like a glimpse of it with a sub or anything. So, I mean, you know, listen, I'm not going to die on this hill simply because we haven't seen an official match. However, I think on paper, they absolutely have our top three for kickoff at, at least. I'm I'm absolving myself from having an RQ take because I would be making things up. And um, with that being the case, because I, 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 listen, reading the room here, it feels like there might be a two to one on the DRX RRQ debacle where we might have to adjust them up to third. Is that what I'm is that what I'm seeing here? A yes from Paperthin? Is that I a yes so. from you, Seth? Kilios, I, I know yeah, you're the, I mean, the biggest like DRX homer like on the planet, would... so... Ah, uh, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chobra. I just... I turned the... I, I got the I... Korean Valorant But he's got to hang over our heads if, yeah. if they, like, play That's really true. well, so... Dude, that we're putting Genji in seventh and DRX in third. What are you guys believing after casting Wait, this should... country for the past three years? I'd put Genji even higher if I had the where chance. Should... Oh, my... I, 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 I mean, which is... That's out of control. Where, does, where do you think Genji should be? Chobra, I think that's the perfect spot for them, honestly. You listen, because two through eight is tough, I don't think it's crazy, but personally, I put them in eighth. But I, that's I mean, no way, me. no way. I, they, I, they clear bleed every day. I, I would, yeah, I mean, I dude, they play so slow, and, and textures just gonna bait people, and scary's just not gonna bite, man. Like, I just. I don't know if if Genji was an aggressive team like Paper X, I think I would agree that they would hard clear bleed. But they're not. They're not. I mean, they're individually yeah. talented, but they're not. They're a very slow team. Yeah, they're very balanced. But I think that's just gonna beat a lot of teams out the gate at the beginning of the year. I think. I don't think. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think... yeah, again, Locky and Solo, they uh, they two would bleed. So fucking Genji goes into seventh. <laughs> That's all it is. That's it. And the nail in the coffin. If if beating something twice three years ago puts them up into third, then definitely Genji goes up and goes up above Blade. Definitely. I mean, listen, I more than anyone, I would love to see Korean Valor flourish. I just don't think it's happening during kickoff, but all right. I mean, so I'm I'm apparently just going to be outnumbered forever in VCT Pacific because I'm stuck with these guys. <laughs> we're flipping bleeding Gen G back. Kurt. What was our prediction rate? What was yours? I don't know. Is it? If it, I remember, it, it was uh, pretty staggeringly in our favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, who won the uh, LCQ it. predictions? Mm. <laughs> I love the if I remember. It was like it was something like that. It was some kind of staggering gap in our ability to predict <laughs> games. I can't really remember. Um, all right. We're locked in. We're set. Sure. Kurt, yeah. take the screenshot. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't do that. Um, all right. And now it is time for the final segment, the bold predictions. Ah, uh, yes. Who, which two teams do we each have making it through kickoff? 
I feel like these are about to be wildly different, if I'm being totally I don't honest. Think, I think I don't know if they are going to be, be the same. Well, we're all going to have one team the same. Well, yeah, yeah, unless yeah, yeah, yeah. one of us was, you know, uh, doing drugs while making this <laughs> prediction <laughs> section. Kurt, reveal them. And we have everybody with Paper X, obviously. Oh. And I no mean, one can honestly, stop me this, now. Yeah, yeah, this is <laughs> interesting. Okay. So uh, this is for, let me, for the audio listeners who are playing Deathmatch while listening right now, let me read this all out. We've all gone, there's a lot of people who do that. We've all gone with Paper X because, obviously. And then uh, both Achilleos and Paperthin have gone with T1. I myself, wow, what a shock. He's gone with Zeta Division. <laughs> and <laughs> similarly, in a such a shocking fashion, Shogun has gone yeah. with RRQ. Uh, not one DRX in sight. Not one DRX. I'm surprised. I thought that surely one, someone would squeeze a DRX in there, but uh, no. So let me, let me start with uh, you two, Achilles and Paperton, since you're both on the T1 train. What is, uh, what's the deal with that? I think just from what we've seen from these two teams uh, in the off season, I think that there is already a really good structure in place for them. And I think that these are two squads that are going to come into kickoff really hot. I think that they're going to be able to kind of ride that momentum because uh, it's a fairly short tournament to be able to get over to Madrid. So I think that just a lot of the other teams are going to take a bit more time to kind of like get up to the level, just given changes that we've been seeing across the board. So I just expect that with the jumping off point that Paper X and T1 have, that they should have an innate advantage. I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that this is like a hundred percent guarantee that it's these two teams, but um, I think there's definitely, you know, a, a decent amount of variance. It could very well be RQ. It could be DRX if they have their shit together early. Uh, but these are just the ones that I have the most confidence in putting forward. I guess. Uh, I mean, I think for me. For T1, I like th like what's really impressed me is the confidence to make the hard decisions, like to to let go of King to say that he just isn't fitting in the team for whatever reason. Um, even though everybody's super high in King, we all know you know King is individually very very talented, but he just wasn't the right fit for the team. And uh, you know for like them to go out and be like, okay, we know there's this player out there uh, in the tier two NA scene that you know, we've heard good things about, you know, since some of those guys, you know, like Wawa and Autumn have been over in that region uh, for a little while with C9 and other orgs um, that, you know, let's give this guy a try. And he instantly fit in. And like, that's why they went with him. Like, they're like, okay, the, not only do they like the way he plays and all that kind of thing, but he's like so hype. He's like so positive. He's so good for the team energy and the team balance, like for them to make the hard decisions and then to say, okay, we're going to drop Zeta as our IGL and we're going to put Carpe in, you know, cause it's working better. So to me, that gives me confidence that they're able to just be like, okay, we're not just going to put in like our five best mechanical players. We're going to put in the team that's going to have the best chance to win out there. So that's why I'm kind of still pretty high on them that they're making hard decisions. Now it could bite them in the butt. I don't know, but that's kind of where I feel right now. Um, putting them over like a DRX plus DRX has just probably got a shit draw where they're going to probably have to pay paper, paper Rex in the, for in the semifinals. Uh, if they're the t top team out of group a or no, excuse me, group B. And that sucks because I don't think they clear paper X any day of the week. Yeah. And it's a single is... limb. That is a big factor with with uh, DRX, unless uh, yeah, unless the Group A team also wins the play-in, thus <sighs> shuffling the playoffs in this convoluted ass system. 
I cannot uh, believe that that's a possibility. Yeah, more likely, the most likely outcome is, though, that in the playoffs, um, it will be Paper X playing against DRX, and it's just Paper X all day yeah. in that. Um, similarly, one of the reasons why I have um, Zeta Division going through is because in Group A, the toughest competition is going to be T1. I think that's a super winnable game. And then from there in the playoffs, they're going to play against the play-in winner, whoever that's going to be. Well, not going to be Paper X. Super winnable game again. So I think that they have oh, just winnable games in front of them. Um, you know, I, I, I'm obviously, I'm hyped about this roster. I think they're going to be very solid throughout this year. And I think that they're, yeah, I mean, they're just going to have winnable games throughout their bracket run. Going with Zeta. You know, it's funny that you all think Paper X is going to move out in first in Group C. Oh That's crazy. <laughs> is this, wait, does, does the no. order matter? Listen, is what, what Chopra has listen, here is listen. that it's, he's picking RRQ as his first? Well, wait, I am. Kurt? I don't know if Kurt read my mind, but here's here's oh what's going on, okay? Because oh I, I had T1. Oh, oh my God. No, no, okay, here, this, it gets even crazier. It gets even crazier, right? Because I originally had RRQ and T1 <laughs> going to Madrid and I had no paper wrecks and then I thought about the bracket and I was like if I think RQ is getting out of first in group C which I do because I think paper wrecks is gonna have a little bit of a whimsical journey through groups they're gonna go into play in paper X is gonna clear play in and then they're gonna meet T1 in the semifinals and they're gonna beat T1 because I think T1 is gonna move out in first in, in group A and that's why I think it's RQ and uh, paper wrecks simple as I that. can see it happening. I, I think anybody who's oh! in the top side the top side of the <laughs> <laughs> You can see the the, the 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 part where they beat Paper X? No, 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 not that part. <laughs> I can see them being the other team. Well, that's a that's a that stops a lot of what's going on. But go sorry, go on. No, 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 I'm sorry. Stop like I just think like I I I can't see them probably beating Paper X. I mean, I'd probably put the odds at like 10% on that, maybe less. Um, Dude, that but... patch 4.11 game is going to get back in something's head, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the Jenkins going to friggin' outfrack him so hard. No, but I, genu I genuinely think there's a good chance. Is, is there copium? Yes. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, oh, I don't think it's like uh over 60%, but I actually think RQ could beat Paper X, especially early on in the year. I think Paper X is still going to be kind of like, oh, just, you know, kind of play. I think they're still going to be getting into their rhythm with Magnet. I mean, I think they're going to go to Madrid one way or the other. I just don't think they're going to come out and clear everybody as a guarantee. I just don't think so. I think you're so, you're so beyond copium, dude. You have a fucking, like... <laughs> abandoned warehouse where you have it just stockpiled and you're going over there and taking <laughs> taking little in inhales of that copium this entire time like i don't uh, just know watch. where you got this shit just watch from, three weeks baby know. we're gonna see. see it i'd love to see rq do well i i really would again i i <laughs> i always say i'm like i'm happy to be proven wrong yeah yeah, yeah. um because it's, no matter what like i'm just excited to get back into having fucking valorant to watch and cast but I just, I don't know if it will be there off the rip. All right. Find out. And there you have it, folks. We've gone over, well, I was about to lie. We've gone over every region but China, but most of them. We've gone over pretty much every region at this point. Um, in the little double header week that we had here. 
So thank you for tuning in to episode 165. It is illegal to do the weekly award twice in one week because it is the weekly <laughs> award. And that being said, I still gave it at the beginning of the show anyway to Chobra because he got married and went on this honeymoon. And that is a cheat code <laughs> to winning the weekly award. So <laughs> on that note, thank you for watching Platchat Valorant episode 165. Thank you for joining me, esteemed panel. And we will see you next week for episode 166, where I'm sure we'll be uh, covering more Valorant, I would assume. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say we'll be talking about Valorant next week. So we'll see you for episode 166. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye, everybody.